biggest games. Racky for three, got it to go. The most compelling stories. Three of the former players said sons were on this uh, particular Monroe team. The area's best high school sports coverage. Throws it down with two hands, the whole hoop is shaking. That's a 10, that's a 10, baby. This is Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app and Wisconsin On Demand. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Manias. Tonight, we have a fantastic Badger small matchup on hand as the Stoughton Vikings lock horns with the DeForest Norskis. Should be a good one. Looking forward to it. But before we can get to that, let me tell you about my friends over at Zimbrick Honda, as for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Hello again, folks. My name is Riley Yauk. Special thanks to Colin Russo and Ryan Wollersheim helping run the show with audio and video, respectively. And, of course, you got Hunter Vaughn and the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau, who will be on the call tonight. And speaking of the man, the myth, the Dean, let's waste no time and get right into the Canopy Wealth Management Keys to Success. This is the Prep Mania Game Plan, presented by Canopy Wealth Management. Plan for your future with Canopy Wealth Management. Visit canopy-wealth.com. All righty. Mr. Semrau, are you there, my friend? Hey, good evening, Riley. Gorgeous night here in DeForest. High school football at its finest. All righty. Even though it's not in Middleton, are you looking forward to the game tonight, Dennis? Yes, I am. Uh, this is the last time these teams will meet unless they schedule non-conference because next year DeForest goes to the large and uh, Stoughton stays in the small, and they do not have overlap. They, they will not have a crossover game anymore. Man, so, so much uh, realignment. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and it's kind of every two years we're going to have this conference realignment. Now there's going to be a proposal mm. that they do it every four years. It's pretty confusing for the fans and yeah. kids. Don't know what conference you're in half the time. So, yeah, I feel, like Edgewood's been in like three different conferences in four years. So, you, f- you feel for the kids. But, but this has been a good rivalry until the last couple of years. Last year it was a 41 nothing uh, DeForest uh, shellacking of uh, Stoughton when they unveiled their new f- field turf and new uh, press box and everything. So hoping for a little bit better game tonight. Yeah, I was just about to bring that uh, said shellacking up. <laughs> as starting with DeForest, they've had a tough schedule here to start the season. Currently sitting at one and three, but I think they're probably better than their record indicates. What do they have to do tonight to defeat a, a more manageable Stoughton team? You could say. Well, number one is they got to stop the run. They're giving up 231 yards uh, rushing per game. That, that's painful. Tackle well in space. Again, there's some issues about tackling, and one of that, that that's something to think about too. That there's not as much contact in practices anymore. So mm-hmm. that, that fundamental skill of tackling, that's something that they've been having a problem with. And be more physical. That means control the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Okay, and moving on to the Stoughton Vikings, they had a great showing last week as they had their way with Fort Atkinson, 43-31. to How are they going to have to deal with the Norskis this evening? 
Well, I say it's a, their number one is control the line of scrimmage. Offense establish the run and defense get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Chris Cooksey has really exploded the last couple of weeks. He's got six touchdowns as a receiver. And that's probably because Sawyer Shipper is such a big play guy for Stoughton. He's getting a lot of double coverage, and Chris is taking advantage of it. The big factor for them tonight is uh, the status of Cole Sarbacher. He's a mm. state wrestler, a leading rusher. Uh, he's a, a second-team returning all-conference uh, outside linebacker. He broke his hand a couple weeks ago. Mm. He's Ouch. been cleared by everybody except they were waiting for the final word from the, the doctor today to see whether he could play. So he's a game time. We won't know... Uh, if number uh, 33 is out there until we uh, we see the first series. but that, mm-hmm. So number two is make big plays. Like I said, Cooksey's been great. Uh, Shipper mm-hmm. is one of the best big play guys in the conference. Sarbacher, too. And then control, he says, control our emotions. Mm-hmm. Coach, that sometimes uh, DeFore, uh, Stoughton has struggled when they get in big games against mm-hmm. Awanakia, DeForest, some teams that might have a bigger rep have been more successful. The guys maybe play a little timid or they get too high or too low. So he says, we need to play our game. Goes back to the movie Miracle, <laughs> play your game, as one of the lines against the USA against the Russians. And that's what uh, Coach uh, Becker said for Stoughton, play your game. Okay, I like that. Will we get, uh, do you believe in miracles? Yes! yes. A call from uh, Ewer Hunter tonight if Stoughton well, ends up pulling it out. We get the good games. Hunter and I have had great games, everyone, <laughs> so we expect this one. Uh, uh, last night I had Jesse that uh, that one broke Middleton broke away a little bit. We thought it might be a little closer, mm-hmm. but uh, we had Verona uh, Middleton last week, and that was Hunter and me. So uh, we hope it's a good one. Uh, we haven't had an overtime game for a while, so <laughs> whatever. It's a great night. Why not? <laughs> okay, sounds good. Crossing my fingers for a good game <laughs> tonight. Thank you very much. That was the dean of area high school sports, Dennis Semrau. With your Canopy Wealth Management keys to success as Canopy Wealth Management has a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape. Throughout your family's financial planning journey, they will serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence. At Canopy Wealth Management, they believe that values matter and strengthen the community. When you work with Canopy, Care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. We're going to step aside here for a second. When we come back, we will introduce the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'd like to personally extend my congratulations to your UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Ellen Close from Middleton High School. ESPN Madison, UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Ellen Close from Middleton High School. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you for having me. You've been a golfer, a basketball player, and golf. Your dad's basketball coach. A lot of coaches are like doctors. They spend a lot of time on the golf course. Is that how you got introduced to the game? Yeah, totally. He introduced me. He always loved it, and I just remember like playing junior golf with him, and it was just something we could do together. You know, basketballs like he would always teach me, but with golf, we're both playing the same game, and it was just a great bonding experience for us to have, and it really developed into a stronger relationship. You're a presidential award winner. Yeah, uh, the Presidential Volunteer Award. Um, I'm a part of uh, National Charity League, which is a mother-daughter philanthropy organization. 
Uh, so me and my mom together, we volunteer and so I won that award uh, two years in a row for the amount of service hours I collected. And you just finished the Coaches versus Cancer. It used to be a tournament Edgewood sponsored and then the last two years Wanakee and Middleton have picked it up. What does that mean to you, especially because you had a teammate who had cancer last year? It, it's definitely my favorite tournament of the year. I love it so much how all these teams get together and you know it's just something to do and have fun and raise money for cancer research. Um, Mackenzie Sloan on our team, uh, I've known her since I was little and so just hearing her experience with cancer really struck close to home, especially uh, being a teammate and a friend. And so just being able to raise money and help out in any way that we can while having fun on a golf course, it's really the best of both worlds. Now each team wears a different color, mm -hmm. which represents a, a type of cancer. Yes. And I understand last year you broke 40,000 this year. Yeah, we, so last year we raised just over 44,000. Uh, this year we are, as of yesterday, we were at like 49,000 something. So we're close to that 50,000 mark. So your go-to school right now is? Northwestern. And really that's the, from med school, uh, yeah. eventually that's what you want, that's the track. Neural, is it neuroscience? Mm -hmm. How did you come about that? Um, I actually had brain surgery when I was younger. I was six years old. I have a disorder called curi malformation where the cerebellum, uh, my brain, sinks into my spinal cord. So ever since I was six, I've always just been fascinated by the brain and knew I wanted to help people who were like me and never gave up on the dream. 11 years gone strong. <laughs> there you go. And uh, maybe golf in college? Maybe. Maybe like club golf or something. Um, I'm pretty academic based right now, so but I, I love golf so much and it's it's not going anywhere anytime soon. ESPN Madison, you Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Ellen Close, Middleton High School. Have a great senior year. Thank you. I appreciate it. Congratulations once again to UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Ellen Close of Middleton High School. As for over 90 years, UW Credit Union has helped Wisconsinites achieve their financial goals at every stage of life, offering great rates for greater possibilities. Join today at uwcu.org. UW Credit Union is proud to support all the area's student athletes. Make sure to listen every week to hear who the Student Athlete of the Week is. And we're going to take another break. When we return, I'll quick break down all of the local area games for you. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Manias. It is time to go around the area and check out the Prep Mania scoreboard. Starting in the Badger Large, as my Milton Redhawks will be taking on the Beavers of Beaver Dam. If this game right here on 1.5 ESPN isn't quite as good as Dennis and Hunter hope, tune into 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam to check out that game. Then you have the battle for Sun Prairie East versus West. Sun Prairie West coming in undefeated versus a 2-2 two two Sun Prairie East team. Should be a good one out there. And then the Watertown Goslings, finally winners as of last week, host undefeated Wanakee. 
Moving on to the Badgers, small Portage, the Warriors on the road, taking on the Blackhawks of Fort Atkinson. Monona Grove versus Mount Horabarneveld. The Vikings will be hosting in that one. And finally, right here on 100.5 ESPN, you can listen and watch as the DeForest Norskis do battle with the Stoughton Vikings. In the Badger crossover, Oregon from the large will try their best to defend the home turf against the Sauk Prairie Eagles. And that will do it for the Badger Conference. In the Big 8, Verona last night defeated the Parker Vikings by a score of 20-17. to That improved Verona's mark. The Wildcats now 3-0 in Big 8 play. Parker falls to 1-2, 3-2 on the season. Then also last night, one more final for you from the Big 8 as the Middleton Cardinals. You heard that right here also on 100.5 ESPN. The Middleton Cardinals defeated the Madison Memorial Spartans by a score of 31-20. Middleton now 4-1 on the campaign. Madison Memorial falls to 3-2. The other games in the Big 8 tonight, the Craig Cougars will play host to the Madison LaFollette Lancers. LaFollette looking for their first win on the season. And then Madison West will tussle with Madison East. Couple of East-West battles tonight. Madison East also looking for their first win. Madison West currently 1-3. and three. Moving on to the Capital Conference, the Columbus Cardinals, another rank of the undefeated, will try and hand Beloit Turner their fifth consecutive loss. That game will take place at 7 p.m., just like every other single game tonight on in the area, I guess, or on Friday Night Lights. I don't know if there are too many non-7 p.m. starts nowadays, but you never know. For your information, all of them start at 7. Then Lake Mills, the Elcats, will take on Bigfoot, also winless there. Lake Mills 2-2. Two and two. Lodi undefeated will do battle with Madison Edgewood, the Crusaders, from right here in Madtown. And then finally, New Glarus Monticello will face off with Lakeside Lutheran. In the Eastern Suburban Conference, the Cambridge Blue Jays. Going to clash with the Dodge Lind football team. I don't know their mascot. One of the few schools I don't know their mascot to, but that's okay. And then the Marshall Cardinals will take on the Waterloo Pirates. Battle of the undefeateds there. Both of them looking for their fifth win of the season. And finally, in the Rock Valley Conference, the currently reigning Division Three state champion, Monroe Cheesemakers, currently 2-2 two and two in conference play are on the road to take on the Jefferson Eagles, who sit at 1-3, and 1-1 one and one in the Rock Valley Conference. And your last game on the ledger for this evening, the Delavandarian Comets, 2-0 and in Rock Valley play, 2-2 two and two on the campaign, will do battle with the McFarland Spartans, who got their first win last week, 1-3 and three on the year, 1-1 one and one in Rock Valley play. And that will do it for me, your Prep Mania scoreboard update for now. You'll hear from me at halftime with updates on all of these games. But for now, we're going to take one more break, and then it's off to DeForest, where Hunter Vaughn and the Dean, Demon Semrau, will take it from there. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Maybe, oh, oh, just a this is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm Hunter Vaughn here in the press box at DMB Community 
Bank Stadium in DeForest as we've got the DeForest Norskis and the Stoughton Vikings tonight, Dennis. And, you know, talked about it with Riley, and it's going to be the big story of the night. This is the last time these two teams are going to be playing in the Badger Small Conference as DeForest. They're going to get bumped up to that big Badger Large Conference next year. Yeah, and that'll be good for DeForest in that uh, they don't have to play one a key game one of the season. That's usually a homecoming game or a, you know prime one for the conference title mm-hmm. at the end of the year. That's been tough. You know, most teams are barely uh, you know two weeks of practice and a scrimmage, and you know they really uh, need a couple of games to settle in. So they'll be happy uh, moving that one, I'm sure. But. I don't know if anybody wants to be in the same conference with Wanakee these days, yeah. the way they're playing. They're just blowing through teams right now. But we'll see. Uh, when I, I talk to uh, Aaron Mack for DeForest, he thinks that Wanakee will be in Division Two again this year. But then who's in Division Two? Arguably the best team in the state, Kettle Moraine. Ah, yes. So, the, But you never, we won't know until the end of the year. It depends on how many teams qualify for the playoffs. Then they do that cutoff, you know, per division, 32 all the way. And uh, hold on, here we go. Little Hell's Bells. I love it. Yes, you hear Hell's Bells playing the entrance song for the DeForest Norskis as they're coming out of their locker room, ready to run out onto the field here at DMB Bank Community or Community Bank Stadium. <laughs> it's the Rockin' Dean tonight. Doesn't fire you up coming in. Nothing will, baby. And, you know, these DeForest Norskis, Dennis, they're going to need to be fired up. They lost their first three games of the season. You know, understandably, week one, they lost that rivalry game at Wanakee, 52-14. to Then they fell at home to Menominee, 28-6. to Then it was a 42-22 to loss at home to Mount Horeb. They got their first win of the season last week on the road at Portage to bring them to 1-3 on the season. At 1-1 one one right now, and even at a 1-3 record, these Norskis, they still have a chance to be a playoff squad. So their season isn't over yet, even with those three losses to start the year. Yeah, last year, same thing. They just sub-Menominee for their second game of the year, but they played Wanakee first to four, and uh, Monhor Barnabal third. Then they went on a seven-game winning streak, including the first round of the playoffs. So uh, they're set up to do that again, and uh, Coach Aaron Mack talked about that uh, you know, as one of the motivators for the guys. Hey, we're playing some tough games early. Middleton went through that the last couple mm-hmm. of years, playing Bayport and Wanakee. You, know, you play those non-conference games to get you ready. Fortunately, if you lose, it's going to affect your seating. Yep. And for playoffs where you get a home field you know, advantage, uh, level one, two, or three. But still, it's all about how you finish at the end of the year. You want to end up at Camp Randall Stadium. And you don't uh, get there by pointing teams you know, smother. Yeah, you definitely need to be you. tested. And every team that we see that ends up going to Camp Randall and coming away with a win in the year, they were te- teams that were tested. And this Stoughton Vikings squad, they've been up and down this year. They lost week one, one week in week two. Then they fell to Monona Grove week three. And last week had a 43-31 win over Fort Atkinson. We're just a couple of moments away from the national anthem here in DeForest. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have the opening kickoff of Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania as you're listening to it on ESPN Madison and you will be watching on ESPN Milwaukee's YouTube channel coming up at 7 o'clock. Win or lose. We're going to walk out of the stadium tonight with our heads held high. That is amazing. 
Wow, what a game. Oh, my. Unbelievable. One more for the record books. Nothing's going to stop us now. And the buzzer knocks it down. Pick is up. Yes. He made it. Yes. Reverse layup is good with five seconds left. Put six on my staff. First title in program history. Being an in-state kid, everything that I wanted in the school was right at home. Every coach has a toolbox, and every tool is from another coach. Camaraderie, be able to hang out with each other and be together. Takes it all the way for the touchdown. Led by a future Badger. I'm very excited for this kid because he is brilliant. What an absolute javelin toss. He's going to throw a jump pass and complete it for the two-point conversion to Hawk. I mean, we can see a lot of offense. Put the explanation point on it. And the buzzer. Wow. It's good. Oh, my goodness. Do your best. Thank you so much for all you guys do for high school sports. Guys, I got goosebumps. All anybody can ask for. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. We are moments away from the opening kickoff here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. For nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. So, Dennis, the DeForest Norskis won the coin toss. They chose to receive, so they will be back to return this one. They'll have number eight, Parker Rogala, as well as number 15, Carter Morrison, will be the two back to return. The Stoughton Vikings will be kicking from right to left on your ESPN Madison radio dials, and they're all white uniforms with purple numbers. It's an end-over-end kick taken by Rogala at the 15. Rogala up the middle, 20, then then brought down at the 35. So it'll be first and 10 from their own 35 to start for the senior quarterback, Max Mitchell, and the Norskis offense. 20 yards on the return, not too bad to start out the uh, game here. The DeForest Norskis in their home purple uniforms with yellow numbers and a yellow stripe down the side and their yellow helmets. And no, Sarbacher is not on the field. He has got a jersey on but not playing tonight. Play action on first down for Mitchell. Goes to Grundahl on the screen to the near side. He's at the 35, 40, 45, and brought down at the 49 on the near side. So right away getting the fullback slash tight end involved early for the Norskis for the 6'3 senior, Tucker Grundle. 14 yards on that completion. Yeah, he's a fullback, but he has not rushed at all this year. 19th reception. First and 10 at their own 49. Balls on the near hash mark going from left to right. Grundle and Accardi going to motion from the right side over to the left. Mitchell will be in the pistol. He'll hand it off to Carter. Carter goes to the left side. He's across midfield and brought down at the Stoughton 47. Ben Harmon 54 on the tackle. 
Brought down by Ben Harmon, gain of three Makes plays, second and seven. Second down and seven. The Norskis go quickly back to the line, a receiver on each side of the formation. Mitchell in the pistol again. He's going to look to throw. Fires to the far side. Has a completion to Glenn. Glenn close to the first down. Sticks. His forward momentum is stopped close to the 40. They'll give him enough for the first down. It'll be first and 10 at the 40. And both coaches think this game has got a possibility of being one of those 40 to 30 games shootouts. So I'd be okay with that. Yeah, let's get some action going here tonight. Exactly. The Norskis with a first and 10 stay with that two-receiver set. Grundle to the far side, and he's knocked out of bounds inside the 35, out at the 33. So the Norskis moving the ball really easily here to start, Dennis. Yeah, and for Stoughton, that defense has been a problem this year, giving up 120 yards passing a game, 231 yards rushing, so 352 overall. Second down and three after the gain of seven. Two receivers set. They're going to bring Powers into motion. Play action. Mitchell's going to fire it deep down the far sideline. And Icardi has it, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Norskis. Jackson Icardi with the huge play. 33 yards on that completion. Nice little dance move about the five-yard line there with a defender and another two Norskis in the same area, which you don't like to see, but caught the pass, kind of danced a little sidestep into the end zone, big play. Ugaldi will be on for the extra point, and Dennis, I didn't even see Icardi. I thought that they were throwing it up for Glenn, and all of a sudden Icardi cut yeah. underneath the pass and was able to just walk in along that far sideline. Ugaldi's extra point is up, and it is good. 7 to nothing, and there is a flag here late. So we'll wait before we uh, was about to go and take a timeout, but we're going to have to wait. 10.35 left in the first quarter. So it's a running into a kicker penalty. So it's 7 to nothing. our score. 10.35 left to go in the first quarter. We'll take a 30-second timeout as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. It was a 33-yard touchdown pass from the senior Max Mitchell to the, senior, the junior tight end, Jackson Accardi to get the scoring going here early and just a huge play for this DeForest offense to get going. And, you know, one of your keys to the game for Stoughton was they need a big play, but DeForest was the one to get the big play to start. You can see why they were so eager to take the kickoff. Five plays, 65 yards, 118 time in the drive. Big play, 33 yards, and then that drive, three complete, four completions, four of four for 62 yards for Max Mitchell, who was a tight end last year. And now moves in uh, with the graduation of last year's quarterback. Ugaldi's kick is a sidewinding one that goes into the end zone over the head of Logan Hedstrom. That'll be a first and 10 at the 20 to start for the Stoughton Vikings. And Dennis, 10.35 to go in the first quarter. You're already trailing 7 to nothing if you're Stoughton. 78, 65 yards and 78 seconds. Sort of like that drive they had in the state championship game in 2019 where they had to go so many yards and they had mm -hmm. less than two minutes and boom right down the field 
Wow, that was an aggressive uh, play. And I tell you, Max Mitchell has really stepped up the last few weeks now. He had three touchdown passes against Mount Horobin. That seemed to have lit a fire under him. Drew Vinny is in at quarterback. He starts in the pistol. It's a chin-high snap. Hands it off up the middle to Bo Iverson. He picks up about a yard and a half on first down. We're not going to have any Cole Sarbacher running the ball tonight, so we're going to get a lot of Bo Iverson. And uh, Logan Hedstrom, uh, number 16, also will be uh, carrying the rock a little bit tonight. But uh, this will be a big one, a lot of pressure on Vinny at quarterback. He's got some great receivers in Sawyer Shipper, Chris uh, Cooksey, and Jay Johnson to throw to. And Vinny's got eight touchdowns on the year at quarterback. Another high snap. He rolls out to the near side, looking down the field. Throws to the near sideline. It's a one-handed grab by Mason Richter. And they'll say he was inbounds. That's a pickup of 12 on second down. It'll be a first down for Stoughton. Yeah, the one receiver I didn't mention, the H-back, was Richter. Came in with six catches, uh, averaging 17 yards a catch. And I uh, got 14 on that one. The one-handed grab on the sideline gets a first and 10 for the Vikings. They're at their own 34, just inside 10 minutes to go in the first quarter, trailing DeForest 7 to nothing. Vinny's in the pistol, deuces to the left, single receiver to the right. He'll fake the handoff to Iverson, then keeps it, goes up the middle, gets across the 40 before he's met by a horde of Norskis. Be close to the first down. They'll give him eight on that quarterback keeper. Makes it second down and two. Yeah, that's one thing. We've got a lot of quarterbacks in the area become dual threat. We saw that last night. 198 yards rushing for Gabe Pacini for Middleton. And that's one thing that Coach Jason Becker wants to see more out of Vinny is using his feet. He had 21 rushes for seven yards coming in. So I think that's going to improve tonight. Second and two, handoff to Iverson. Iverson's going to be close to the first down. They'll say he's down at the 45. So the pickup of three will give the Vikings a new set of downs. Hope you practice your touchdown call tonight. I got a feeling you're going to be calling it an awful lot, Hunter. I'm okay with that. I'm a, huge, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the you know Big 12 or the Pac-12 after dark sort of games. Give me those big 50 to 48 <laughs> type of games. Absolutely love high-scoring games. Need a calculator to figure out the score the scorebook afterwards. First and 10 at the 45. Vinny's in the pistol as he straddles his own 40. He's going to bring Shipper into motion from the right side over to the left. Roll out to the far side. Vinny looking down the field. And now he's going to just try and run with it. Gets across the line of scrimmage. And he's shoved out of bounds after a pickup of two. Good decision there, Rome. And uh, don't throw it away. Didn't throw it away. Got a couple yards out of it. But don't throw a pick. So Vinny, after the scramble, they'll actually only give him a yard. It'll be second down and nine at the 46 of Stoughton. 8.31 on the clock. The Vikings trail the Norskis 7 to nothing here in the first quarter. There's a touchdown on the opening drive for DeForest, a 33-yard touchdown catch. Shipper gets the push pass forward, coming to his left, and he's brought down at midfield. Picks up four. So he was brought down. That was number 23. Mitchell Anderson was there on the stop for the Norskis. Third down and five now as 
The clock ticks down to eight minutes to go in the first quarter. Ball's at midfield on the near hash mark. Iverson in the pistol, two receivers to his left with Johnson and Shipper, then a single receiver to the right, Cooksey up at the top of the formation. Play action, fires it to Richter. Richter has enough for the first down. He's inside the 40, the 35, and he's shoved out of bounds at the 35-yard line. Mason Richter with another great completion, or great catch, the throw by Vinny. Yeah, he came in with just six catches. Uh, he's gonna, he could double that tonight. Uh, they've got so many good receivers, so, you know, so many weapons they're trying to shut down it right now. Looks like he's been running free. Last week he had three catches for 82 yards. He's already got two catches. It's a first and 10 at the Norski's 35. Vinny's going to keep on the read option and just plow forward inside the 30. And he's finally stopped at the 28. Gavin Valder, uh, Vandervaldi and 43 Owen Larson on that stop. Pickup of seven on first down brings up second and three. Ball's going to stay on that far hash mark or the right hash mark as the Vikings go from right to left. And look over to that far sideline to get their play. It's now second down and three inside seven minutes. Vinny in the pistol yet again. Shipper comes into motion from the slot right over to the left side. Vinny hands it off to Iverson. Iverson starts to his right, then cuts up field. He's inside the 25 and has another first down for Stoughton. We saw Vinny week two, against, or was it week one against Wisconsin Rapids. Mm-hmm. First start, uh, first career start. He's definitely improved over the last four weeks. That's what you always like to see from a junior quarterback if you're a head coach or a head coach Jason Becker. Just see those guys slowly improve over the year, and hopefully by the end of the season when you're into the playoffs, they're playing their best football. First and 10 at the DeForest 24. There'll be trips to the left for Vinny out of the pistol, single receiver to the right. Iverson's a yard behind him. Vinny has to jump for the snap, fires to the left side, nearly intercepted. He wanted Sawyer Shipper on a quick button hook that time, but it went through his hands and incomplete. That was a tough one to catch. It was a, kind of a rocket there. And looked like, uh, was it uh, Vandervelde 20, you know, 28 on that one? I think it was at Mitchell Anderson. Was that an 8 or a 3 there? Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, the ball was tipped there. That was prime uh, interception time. After the incompletion, it's second and ten. Another high snap. Vinny has pressure coming. Shakes off a defender. He's got right side Iverson. Ten, five, touchdown Vikings. The 24-yard touchdown pass. They let Bo Iverson get wide open, and he just scampered into the end zone. I love it. DeForest had five plays to score. Yeah, Stone said, we'll take a little longer. They went 10 plays. <laughs> well, they just had to double them up, just show them up a little bit that we can just go and just kind of nickel and dime you down the field until we get a 24-yard touchdown to make this a 7-6 to game with 5.59 to go in the first quarter. And the extra point is high, but it goes wide right. So our score is going to stay 7-6. to DeForest is on top of the Stoughton Vikings here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And Prep Mania is also brought to you by Stoughton Health as they provide trusted care close to home. They're proud to support all of the area's student athletes and wish them all the best this season. 
From rehab to ortho care, Stoughton Health provides comfort and convenience locally. Visit StoughtonHealth.com to learn more. So, Dennis, you said it. I got to get ready for those touchdown calls as we're down to literally just inside halfway through the first quarter of this game. We've already got two touchdowns. Yeah, that was a 10-play, 80-yard drive, 436 off the clock. Kept by that 24-yard touchdown pass from uh, Vinny to Iverson. Uh, Vinny shook off the uh, defender on the play, uh, which was Jack Jerome, the linebacker, and uh, found him open, wide open in the flat, and he just cruised down the sidelines for the easy score. But special teams are important. Missed that extra point, so... DeForest still with the lead. Casey Clapton in the kicking for Stoughton. Rogala and Morrison back deep for DeForest. So Stoughton will be kicking off. That's Quam kicking from his 40. Haven't seen a kickoff return for a touchdown since uh, Verona week one. Love to see another one. As Morrison has it at his own 10 on the near side. Trying to get to the edge, and he almost fell at the 27, but then stumbled backwards as they're on the coverage. That was Logan Hedstrom for the Vikings on the tackle. So the Norskis with a first down on the 29. Had to just let the fans have their first down, Norskis. Yes, that's the uh, the favorite call here. He wants to make sure the crowd participation is big here. 5.51 to go in the first quarter. Norski's leading 7-6. to six. Mitchell's going to hand it off to Carter up the middle, and he is met in the backfield and brought down for a loss of one. Beckett Spildell. Spildy. Spildy, excuse me. Spildy there on the stop, the big 6'3", 267-pound defensive tackle. That's going to play just one one yard on that carry. So it was a nice stop there. Plug the hole. So they will actually give him a yard on that run. Second down and nine. They'll go back to Carter. Carter to the right side this time. Breaks a tackle at the 30. And then is brought down by a pair of Vikings at the 36. So it'll be a third down and medium for DeForest. If you're the Vikings here on this third down, you'd love to try and make this fourth down, force the Norskis here to punt so you can try and go back and get a lead here and not turn this into a track meet if you can avoid it. Third down and four. Mitchell's in the pistol. Two receivers to his left. No receivers to the right. He's got Carter a yard behind him. Carter's going to get the handoff to the left. Carter has enough for the first down, and he's finally brought down at the 44. Yeah, Reese Nishus, number seven on the tackle there. Kind of rode him down like a Bronco. Jalen Carter's had back-to-back carries, or excuse me, three carries in a row for the Norskis. Last week he had his first 100-yard game on the year. He ran the ball 23 times, 139 yards, got into the end zone one time for the Norskis. First down and 10. Play action. Mitchell has pressure, and he's hit from behind and brought down for a huge sack on the play. The defensive end, Ben Harmon, came around the edge unblocked for his third sack on the year. Yeah, that was painful. 
It's one of those you can you can run, but you can't hide. Uh, Harmon had him in his sights from day one. Probably even heard the left tackle just go, look out, as soon as he realized that Harmon got past him. So after the sack, makes a second and 19. Line of scrimmage is at the 35. Norskis fake the screen, then they throw it over to the near side to Glenn. Glenn tried to cut upfield. was only able to pick up two, makes his third down and 17. Tough to get behind the chains here. That uh, was just like a penalty. Only you don't, you don't get the down back on that sack before. So, uh, yeah, 37. So, yeah, just I don't know how many 16-yard uh, plays they have in their playbook. First down marker is at the Stoughton 47. Line of scrimmage is at the DeForest 37. It'll be a four-receiver set. Mitchell oh. looking to pass. He's got to scramble out as he had pressure coming. Lobs it deep down the field. He's got Glenn on the near side. 20, 15, 10, and he's shoved out of bounds inside the 10, near the 5. They'll say he was out at the 9-yard line. A huge play from Mitchell to Glenn. I thought Max Mitchell was going to be sacked for a loss on the play. But he was somehow able to get away from the pressure, rolled out to the near side, and had a huge completion to the senior receiver, Anthony Glenn. We have an injury down on the field with 2.48 to go here in the first quarter. There's a Stoughton defender who's down on the field. That was the player that made the tackle. Looks like 22 for Stoughton. Now that would be Cason uh, Spurley. And he... It was a touchdown-saving tackle on yeah, the play. Yeah, it was. And he was able to get up. This is Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania, also brought to you by the GRB Academy. Baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000-square-foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000-square-foot weight room. Personal lessons are available year-round with over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players. GRB led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development visit grbacademy.com for more information so it'll be a first and goal norskis at the nine yard line after that huge completion to anthony glenn mitchell's gonna be in the pistol deuces to the left now carter goes into motion fakes the screen to carter max mitchell is gonna try and turn up field he's at the five and he's into the end zone touchdown norskis a nine-yard run from the senior quarterback, Max Mitchell. After completing the 54-yard pass to Glenn, who, by the way, had only one catch for 10 yards coming into the game. That was his third. That was his uh, fourth catch, third catch of the night. And a uh, little hesitation whether that might have been a little quarterback draw or what uh, Mitchell saw, but a little seam there to the right and got just into the end zone. Ugaldi on to try the extra point. He did hit his first one. And the snap, the ball is down. End over end kick is through and good. 
14 to 6 our score the Norskis on top of the Vikings we're going to take a quick break as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison and watching on ESPN Milwaukee's YouTube Fourteen to six with two forty-one to go. The DeForest Norskis on top after a nine-yard Max Mitchell run. Ugaldi's kickoff end over end, and it's going to be touched in the end zone by Hedstrom. So that's a touchback at the high school level. It'll be a first and ten at the twenty. Mitchell has been perfect so far tonight. Six of six. 118 yards and a touchdown, and his only carry was a nine-yard run for a touchdown. Can't ask much more of a quarterback than that, can you? Dennis, you know that you just put the broadcaster's curse on him. The next time the Norskis have the ball, first play, he'll throw an incompletion now because you had to say that. It's like a perfect game in baseball. You don't say anything. You just let it happen and then see what happens at the end. No, that just shows what he's been doing over the last few weeks. It hasn't been a fluke. First down, Vinny's going to fire to the near side to Shipper, who nearly loses it on a screen. He's got defenders in his face. He's going to be brought down for a huge loss on the play inside the 10. They're going to give him his forward progress at the 10, though. So it's not all bad, but that is a 10-yard loss on first down. Makes it second and 20. Some nice easy math for me, Dennis. Sometimes you just got to go down. <laughs> you know, it doesn't pay to fight. Uh, you know, Go down and live to fight another day, as they say, but... Yeah, that was a huge, huge defensive uh, play there. They sniffed out uh, a little screen to the to the left and a loss of 10 on the play. Second and 20 now inside two minutes to go in the first quarter. Vinny's going to fire to the near side. He's got a completion to Cooksey. Cooksey's across the 15 before he's brought down. And they'll bring it back to the 15. So a pickup of five makes it third and 15. Chris so, Dennis, we saw DeForest on their last drive. They converted on a third down and 17 with a 54-yard pass. As now the Vikings of Stoughton, they've got a third down and 15. Yeah, I said, I don't know if they've got a 16-yard you know, yard play in their playbook. Well, no, came up with a 54-yarder on that one. Let's go back to that one, Coach. Vinny on third down. He's got four receivers. He'll try and fire deep over the middle, and it's nearly intercepted. Oh, I thought that was picked. That was knocked down by number 28, Gavin Vandervelde. Though so our first punt of the game coming with a minute 15 to go. Norskis again lead 14-6 to on the Vikings. It'll be Jay Johnson back to kick. So he's going to be standing at his own one-yard line and then back to return will be Carter Morrison for the Vikings. And it's a high snap. Jay Johnson tip, tips it down, and it's recovered in the end zone. That's going to be a touchdown to Forrest. We've seen a number of high snaps tonight, and there was another one on the punt. Carson Manthe, 27, is the one that fell on the ball, came out of it. He wasn't giving that one up. He wanted to show it off to everybody. <laughs> he is pumped. So it's a fumble in the end zone, recovered by the Norskis for the touchdown. So all of a sudden, we thought this was going to be a track meet back and forth. The Norskis are up 20-6 to with a minute seven to go. That's a minus 15 yards team rush. And uh, 
Just a, a fumble recovery in the end zone for Manthe. Ugaldi again on for this extra point. The Vikings suddenly late trying to run somebody on. They're able to get it before the snap. Extra point goes straight through the uprights and good. We do have a flag, though. We'll wait to see what this call is. Matthew, by the way, just a spe- uh, he's a special teams player. He's not listed on the two deep on offense or defense. So there's where special teams makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Missed extra point on the on touchdown for Stoughton, but here on the uh, bad snap, not able to, to come up with it. And the ball's bouncing around in the end zone. And before it went over the end line for safety, Matthew fell on it. His first career touchdown as a varsity player. I did not see him listed for scoring coming in. So what a big thrill for the junior. You like when guys and, want to be on special teams. You know, you have a chance just to get some minutes. Yep. A lot of co- coaches will get guys on special teams so they can letter in high school. And, hey, now, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams are looking at putting their starters in and realize yeah. how important it is. But there's a chance for a guy to make a name for himself. And when they see that film on Monday, that's going to look awful good, isn't it? It is. And, you know, you, I'm glad you mentioned that the idea of getting your starters in. I think a very notable moment for why you want to have your starters and some great athletes out there on special teams. Thinking on the college football level, there was the kick six of Auburn taking down Alabama with that 108-yard return, I believe it ended up being, uh, off of a missed field goal attempt. Alabama, as talented as they were, they didn't always put their starters out there and put great athletes. Auburn did, and they were able to get a return to win a game. So special teams, you know, a lot of coaches are seeing it as a incredibly important piece of the game, not only for field position, but as well as we're seeing here tonight, points. So I know that'll make our friend and teammate Brad Nortman very happy yes. to hear us talking so highly of special teams. So the penalty ended up going against Stoughton. So this is going to move the kick up 15 yards. So the Norskis, they're going to be kicking off from the Stoughton 45 well, kick, kickers drilled it already in the end zone twice. So, uh, it, well, maybe you try to pooch one? Uh, maybe well, a little onside kick? Stoughton's showing for an onside kick here against Ugaldi, who will be the one kicking for uh, the Norskis. Because, I mean, you get it 10 yards. They're only starting at their own 35. But Ugaldi will just send this deep through the back of the end zone for a touchback. So it'll be a first and 10 at the 20, a minute 7 to go, and it's 21-6 to our score. DeForest on top of the Stoughton Vikings. And again, Dennis, this is only the first quarter. We've already got 27 points here in the quarter. So the start, Stoughton's all three possessions on the 20. And DeForest has started on the 35 and the 29. That extra, those extra yards, it's tough to go the length of the field and score in high school. First and 10 from the 20. Vinny's going to fire to Johnson on a quick slant to the left. And he's hit by a pair of Norski defenders. Brought down by Derek Klein on the play. Gain of five brings up... Derek Klein on the tackle. Also there in the vicinity was the middle linebacker. Jack Jerome for the Norskis. 
So it'll be a pickup of five. Makes it second down and five. We're down to 40 seconds to go in the first quarter. Vinny in the pistol. Trips to the right, single receiver to the left. He has Iverson directly behind him. He's going to hand it off to Iverson up the middle. Breaks away from one tackle, but then he's finally stopped. Picks up three on second down for third down and two. We're now down to 20 seconds, and I don't think Stoughton's going to get a playoff as the clock is winding down and the offense looks over to their far sideline for the play. Inside 10 seconds now. And Soton in no hurry with a third down and two coming nope. up. They won't get the playoff in time, so that'll bring a close to the first quarter of action where we've seen 27 points scored, 21 of them scored by the DeForest Norskis, who lead 21 to 6. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have the second quarter of action here from DMB Community Bank Stadium in DeForest. You're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison and watching it on ESPN Milwaukee's YouTube. On third down and three, Vinny's going to roll out and he'll hit Jay Johnson across the middle for a big gain. Brings, gives a first down to Stoughton as they're now down to the 46. 18 yards on that completion. Keep the drive alive. Move the sticks. And the Vikings definitely needed that first down after the fumbled snap on the punt attempt that put them down now 21-6 to as we're into the second quarter. Another high snap. Handoff to Iverson to the right. Iverson has running room. He's across the 40. Inside the 30. And shoved out of bounds at the 30. So another big gain for the Vikings. They're into DeForest territory for the second time tonight. The first quarter, 12 plays, 136 yards offense for DeForest. Vinny in the offense, quickly back up to the line. This time the handoff to Iverson goes nowhere. Loss of three on the play. There is a pair of Norskis there on the stop. Second and 13. Number 43, Owen Larson, one of the linebackers, was there for a loss of four. Excuse me, a loss of three now. So they gave him that extra yard back. That forward progress can always get a little tricky, Dennis. Yeah, that's true. And it was 70, 78 yards in the first quarter for DeForest. So both teams moving the ball. Just one punt, and they end up being a touchdown. Second down and 13. Roll out to the far side. Has a completion to Shipper. And then Shipper's brought down. It's a pickup of five. It'll be third down and nine after the completion. And the Vikings, they've been mixing up whether they go hurry up or kind of slowing thing down, things down like they are right now to get that play call in, really trying to change up the tempo against this defense for DeForest. It's third down and eight. Line of scrimmage is at the DeForest 28 ball on the far hash mark going from left to right are the Vikings. Vinny in the pistol, two receivers to each side of the formation. Vinny looking to throw, looks to the left, finally fires to the far sideline. He's got a completion as that's Mason Richter with the grab, and that'll be enough for a first down inside the 20. As he stepped out at the 18. And 
And it's again quickly back up for Stoughton as we're inside 10 minutes to go in the half. Stoughton trails 21-6. to Two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left. Vinny hands off to Iverson to the left. Iverson cuts up field, spins away from a tackle, and he's brought down at the 10. So there is a whistle on the play. I didn't see a timeout, and I don't see an injury. The official's talking on the far sideline. Oh, and there is a flag on the play. Holding call against Stoughton. Dennis, I'll be honest, I I finally see the flag down. It's at the 19 on that far sideline. Yeah. I'll just blame it on the fact that uh, number 25, Tucker Grundle, was standing in the way, so I wasn't able to. It blended in. Yeah, it blended in with the yellow helmet, so I'll just blame it on that. So the holding penalty backs things up for Stoughton. Makes it a first down and 20 at the 27. Ball on the far hash. Another slow snap getting back to Vinny, but Vinny's got a wide open shipper. Shipper cuts up field inside the 15. He's brought down at the 13. Sawyer Shipper on the catch. Makes it second and five. Now Stoughton slows things down a little bit more. Both quarterbacks doing a great job. I'll tell you, Vinny's 12 of 15, and as we mentioned before, uh, quarterback uh, for uh, DeForest, Max. With Max on uh, Vinny in Mitchell. the pistol, and then a whistle before the oh, snap. Timeout. And it'll be a timeout to Forrest. So head coach Aaron Mack didn't like something he saw. That's his first timeout. So he still has two left to go with 9.34 remaining here in the first half. The Norskis leading 21-6, but Stoughton is driving. And stay tuned at halftime as well as after the game as well. Afterwards, we have the Stoughton Trailers final haul. We'll get Dennis's final thoughts on the game as well as some scores from around the area, like the score of the game that the Dodgeland Trojans, Riley Yauk, are playing. <laughs> and I had to look that one up, Riley, so don't feel too bad. But that'll be after the game, the Stoughton Trailers final haul. Since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits, plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to stojobs.com to apply today. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. 9.34 9.34 to go in the first half, 21-6 to Forrest on top of Stoughton. Vinny rolls out on second down. He's going to be brought down for a loss on the play. A trio of Norskis there on the stop. Jepik Hoyer, 52, was the first one that got to him, wrapped him up, and his teammates finished him off. Going backwards here. You know, speaking of some of the scores around the area, one of the games that I know fans are going to be keeping an eye on Mount Hora Barneveld. They're currently up eight to nothing on Monona Grove, so that's a big game in the Badger Small Conference. Yeah, last week uh, Mount Hora struggled a little bit with Sauk yeah. Prairie. They were down seven six at halftime, and then they pulled away in that one in the second half. 
41 to 7. Third down and 14. Balls at the 21 on the far hash mark going from left to right is Stoughton. Quam now in at quarterback. He hands it off to Iverson. Iverson fumbles. It's scooped up by DeForest. DeForest has it at the 25-30 and out of bounds at the 35. Parker Rogala. Or excuse me, no, that was number 10. 10, Derek Klein Klein picked up the fumble. Took the ball all the way back close to midfield. So we've seen two huge plays for DeForest. One on special teams and now one on defense. And again, one of the keys to the game, Dennis, was Stoughton needed big plays in this game if they wanted to stay in this one. And so far, both of the big plays have been going the way of the Norskis. They've got a first down and 10 at their own 36 going from right to left. Mitchell in the pistol. He'll hand it off to Carter. Carter cuts it upfield. He's at the 40, 45, spinning down to the 46. But we've got a flag on the play. That one coming from behind the play. So I'm going to guess that this is going to be a holding. This is going to bring things back for the Norskis. Everything's Norskis right now. Stoughton had that... uh touchdown and they didn't get the extra point but you say the equalizing score they matched it since then they've lost a fumble in the uh, a bad snap and a punt and now a, a fumble on their last two possessions so special teams coming to big point defense big plays it's almost like all three phases of the game matter dennis they do tonight sometimes you can win two or three rarely if you win one of them do you pull it out you got a great defense, but you got to score, and your special teams screw up. That's Packers. They've had a lot of special teams <laughs> screw ups over the years. After the holding penalty, it'll be first and 18 at their own 28. Mitchell to throw. He's got a completion. That's Crawford over the middle. Crawford's brought down at the 40, so a nice gain on first down to make up some of the yardage from that penalty. It's down at the 41. Crawford gets his first catch of the season. The 6'2", 180-pound senior wide receiver. Yep. Met his grandfather coming into the press box here. Said, can you say my grandson's name on the air? And I went, he's a starting wide receiver? I hope so. Well, Otis. Grandfather says hi. (laughs) (laughs) Always love when we are able to talk to some of the grandparents before the game or parents. Second down and five. Mitchell will keep it after a fake, but he's going to be brought down for a loss of one. That was the defensive tackle, Beckett Spildy. There on another stop. No gain. They'll move it actually back a yard. I'll tell you, all, third and six. All, all the games we've called, this is one of the clearest announcers we've had. You can, yes. Everything, enthusiasm for the home team. There should be some if you're at home. Third down and six, Mitchell to throw. He's got a completion to Glenn on the near side, and he's trying to fight forward to get the first down. They're going to give him the forward progress, though. That should be a first That'll down. That'll be a yep. first down. You know, Dennis, I'm not always a big fan of that. He caught the ball and he had the first down. But then he started to try and turn upfield. He was trying to move and make a move, and he was behind the first down sticks. So, personally, I think that that should be taken into account. Yeah, should only be a pickup of about four or five. But either way, I don't make the rules, so... It's going to be a first down in 10 at the 46 now. Seven minutes to go in the first half. DeForest leading 21-6. to 
Handoff to Carter up the middle. And Carter's able to pick up four to the 50. Mason Richter there on the stop for the Vikings. And that was a tackle with authority. Mm -hmm. He got him and slammed him to the turf. Yes, if you're going to make a tackle, make it a good one. Second and six. Ball at midfield. Receiver to each side of the formation. Mitchell again is going to hand this one up this time to Kirchberg. Kirchberg met at the line of scrimmage. They'll give him a yard on the play. So it's third down and five now as the Norskis are into Vikings territory. So the Norskis will huddle up for this third down and five. Six minutes to go in the first half. Three receivers to the right, single receiver to the left for Mitchell, who's in the pistol. He's got Kirchberg a yard behind him. Some pressure coming. Mitchell is hit in the backfield, brought down. He fumbled, but his lineman was able to fall on it. So the big sack is going to back up DeForest to their own 44. Kaysen Solonek, 65, was the one that forced the fumble. And the lineman that fell on it was uh, Rogan Wagner. Uh, backup uh, defensive uh, offensive lineman for the Norskis. So right there in a minute. So Max Aker will be punting with a great punter number, number 89 for the Norskis. Back to return will be Bo Iverson back to return. And it's a high punt. Bounces at the 25, and then it bounces off a Stoughton player, and it's into the hands of DeForest. There is a flag on the play, but the officials are going to say this is DeForest ball. So a big mistake by Stoughton that time. So I have to see what the flag is, but right now it's going to be DeForest ball. The officials talk, trying to figure out exactly where the penalty is, as well as the spot of the ball. They're taking their time to make sure that they've got the right call. So, Stoughton head coach Jason Becker, he's going to talk to his guys over on his far sideline while the officials try to figure this one out. So, it was a high punt that... Iverson decided to not try and catch or return and then while blocking the ball bounced off the back of a Stoughton defender before then it rolled away and the Norskis were able to fall on it at the 15. That's when the ball hits you gotta be on fire fire everybody looking to get out of the way of the ball you don't want to get hit by it accidentally that's what happened. This penalty is going to go against Stoughton, yeah. Then I thought the official there, I looked away for a moment. It looked like he was signaling that it was going to stay Stoughton ball. But there's a timeout on the field, so Stoughton takes their first timeout of the half with 5.06 to go in the first half. 21-6 is our score. The Norskis on top of the Stoughton Vikings here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of 
prep mania, and for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. So, Dennis, I saw you reach into your bag, look for the chart with officials' hand signals. Yeah, trying to figure out it. I couldn't figure that with what he was. It looked like what he did was an illegal motion, illegal formation, but. That'd be a strange one to call well after the play. So, either way, it's going to be DeForest Ball now at the 15 following the pump that went off the back of a Stoughton coverage man low snap handoff to carter up the middle carter gets through the first line of defenders and he's spun down at the 10 pickup of five on first down the norskis this time are going to huddle up again both teams like to mix up their tempo going between huddle and no huddle second down and five Mitchell in the pistol as he straddles the 15. He brings Grundahl into motion from the left side to the right. It's going to be a shovel pass up ahead to the fullback, Grundahl. And he's inside the five, brought down at the four. That will make it first and goal now for the Norskis. Brought down by Joe Aline. That's a first down and goal for DeForest. Max Mitchell... Brings the play into his team. Trying to make this a 27-6 game. Mitchell will be in the pistol again. Receiver to each side of the formation. Carter back in at running back. And it's going to be a quick pass. And it's intercepted in the end zone. But then there's a whistle. So they will say intercepted. I didn't see the defender's knee go down. That was Casey Quam, I think, number two at the pick. Yeah, that was Quam with the interception. There's an injured Stoughton Viking on the field. And, Dennis, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know this one. If there's an interception in the end zone, you can't take it out at the high school level. Because Quam's knee never went down. It never went down, yeah. As soon as he had it, they just blew the whistle, so... So that's why I was that's very of, that's confused one of those, on that play. Yeah, one of the different ones from an injury standpoint. So there's an injured Stoughton Viking down on the field. We're going to take a quick 30-second timeout while they attend to the injured player. 21-6 to our score, 4.03 to go in the first half. DeForest on top of Stoughton as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania here on ESPN Madison and ESPN Milwaukee on YouTube. Twenty-one to six, our score. Four oh three to go in the first half. By the way, we've had Mitchell has not thrown an incompletion yet today. Yeah, the ball has yet to hit the ground. I mean, right? He's nine of nine completions, one interception. So, (laughs) (laughs) say, coach, I didn't throw an incompletion. Yeah, but you threw a pick to the other team in the end zone. Not, not good. But uh, nine of ten for uh, Max Mitchell. And that was LaShawn Brown, the injured Stoughton Viking. He was able to get up and 
walk over to the sideline under his own power. So good to see that he is okay. First down and 10 at the 20. Stolton going from left to right. Vinny's in the pistol. Chin high snap. Hands it off to Iverson who takes it to the left side. Iverson started to turn up field, but he's stopped for only a gain of one on the play. Yeah. Carson Manthe, who had the uh, fumble recovery in the end zone for the touchdown earlier. First tackle on defense. So the Stoughton offense, they've been able to, obviously they moved the ball well on their opening drive, Dennis, but then they've had some moments, but then some just really bad penalties and bad mistakes have really put them into this three, hole. Three fumbles. Turnover battle, losing that 3-1. to one. Vinny in the pistol, single receiver to the top of the formation to his left. Trips, bunch to the right. Roll out to the near side. He's going to fire. He's got Shipper at the 30. Shipper trying to break a tackle. He's got enough for the first down before he's shoved out of bounds by a number of Norski defenders. A pickup of 10 for Sawyer Shipper, the 6'2 senior wide receiver. Last year in this game, Sawyer Shipper ran the ball more than he had any receptions. He had 10 carries for 15 yards and then one catch for 8 yards. Yeah, he was a running back last mm-hmm. year, and then they moved him uh, decided to, with his speed, move him out to the end. He gave up uh, baseball to, to run track last spring. First down and 10 for the Vikings, and it's incomplete. He wanted to try and get Richter on a slant over the middle, did Vinny, but he was, he was falling down. The ball just went right through his hands. Makes it second down and 10, line of scrimmage at the 32. Ball's on the right hash mark or the near side as the Vikings go from left to right. And the offense for the Vikings looking over to their far sideline to get the hand signals from their coaches. Before they come up to the line, they'll have trips bunched to the left. Single receiver to the right for Vinny, who's got Iverson a yard behind him out of the pistol. Vinny, sprint out to the left. Now he's going to fire over to the right. He's got a completion. That's enough for a first down as he hits Chris Cooksey over the middle. Again, the Vikings offense starting to get things moving. As they're close to midfield. First and ten inside three minutes. They trail 21 to six. Vinny with four receivers set, two to each side. Quick throw to Shipper. Shipper turns it upfield at midfield, and he's inside the 40. It's another first down for the Vikings. Reception made by Sawyer Shipper. Five plays, third first down on this drive. Stoughton just slicing right through that DeForest defense now. Big turnover in the end zone, a chance to to get a three-score lead, and now you can get this one back within a touchdown if you get a touchdown on the two-point conversion. And, too, they get the ball to start the second half, so they could potentially, on these next two drives, try and tie up this game. Vinny wanted to throw deep. He changes his mind. He goes back to the right side. He's got two receivers open, but it's too far over the head of Mason Richter and Chris Cooksey, who are the two receivers to the right. They both got behind the defense. Mm -hmm. One, maybe, but not two. So DeForest's defense got burned in the secondary on that one, but they got away with it. And the junior, Drew Vinny, I think he just realized that both of them got open deep and he got a little too excited and just put too much on that pass. 
No, the incompletion, second down and 10, ball on the far hash mark going from left to right. 2.33 to go in the first half. Vinny, play action, oh. he's got pressure coming, rolling out to the near side, still looking downfield, fires for Johnson, but it's incomplete. Batted away that time by number 15, Carter Morrison, the six-foot senior cornerback. He's among the state leaders last year, Dennis, in interceptions. He had eight last year on the year. He was also honorable mention All-State as a corner, and he was first-team All-Conference in the Badger Small. I'll tell you, Anthony Gutierrez made a nice block there that uh, rescued Vinny. It would look like he was uh, somebody's dinner. Looking for dinner, my man, in the backfield I mean, there, but uh, got away with it. Unfortunately, it was in It is late pass. with it being almost 8 o'clock. Third down and 10 at the 40. Hand off to Iverson to the right side. Trying to cut up field, but he can't get anywhere. He's lost, stopped for no gain on the play. Mitchell Anderson with a tackle on that play. Great play. It's a timeout Stoughton. They have one timeout remaining. 2.15 to go, and it's fourth down and 10. So, Dennis, Stoughton Vikings, they're trailing 21-6. to six. Again, 2.15 to go in the first half. If your head coach, Jason Becker, are you going for it here on fourth yeah. and 10? Going for it. If you uh, punt, maybe you can flip the field and pin them in the territory, but they need points on the board right now. They like to come up with some kind of play, extend the drive, and be able to run the clock out and score like we talked about and then you get the second half kickoff and come back and tie this game up so it's telling the guys hey get hang on the ball ball security you've got three turnovers don't make any mistakes here but uh their offense so with the wide receivers they've got they can pick up 10 yards on this play before we get oh excuse me we'll have to wait on the legal id until after this play thought we could try and sneak it in there but we'll have the legal id here after this fourth down play Fourth and ten for the Stoughton Vikings. They trail 21 to six to the DeForest Norskis. They're going to have a four receiver set, two receivers to each side of the formation. Vinny's going to be straddling the 45. Brings Shipper into motion from the right side over the left. Roll out to the left. Vinny fires and it's too far out of the reach for his intended receiver, Casey Quam. So it's a turnover on downs. DeForest will get the ball back, and we're going to pause 10 seconds for a station ID. 10 for an ID here on ESPN Madison. This is gold medalist Matt Hamilton, and you're listening to A Good Karma Brands radio station, 100.5 ESPN WTLX. Monona, Madison. 2.10 to go now. DeForest with the ball at their own 40 with a first and 10 following that turnover on downs. Two timeouts left, too. They can uh, put another some more points up on the board here. Mitchell looking to throw. Rolls out to the far side. He's going to fire down the left sideline, and he's got his man on the far sideline. Anthony Glenn, have yourself a first half, Anthony Glenn. He had one catch for 10 yards coming into tonight. He's got to be close to 100 yards in this first half. And the Norskis are going to go quickly back up to the line inside two minutes, and now we've got a whistle. As Stoughton's going to use their third timeout of the first half. So, Dennis, be able to quickly get the numbers here on Glenn. So, where are we at now? First and 10 on the 21? Yep, on to the 21. Again, Glenn had a 54-yard catch on a third down and 17 in the first quarter. 
that set up what was then eventually a nine-yard touchdown run from their quarterback, Max Mitchell. Yep, guess what? He's over 100. He's over 100. I knew it. I'm terrible at math, just like Alex Stroff is. Five for, tell. five for 109 and a touchdown at 39 yards on that last completion down to the uh, Stoughton 21. And that was the uh, timeout for... That was the last timeout for Stoughton. Still two timeouts remaining for the Norskis. And, Dennis, they're inside two minutes left. They were really hurrying up to the line with now a minute 58 to go here. And you'd almost think that they're within a spot where you almost try and chew up some of the clock to try and not give Stoughton the ball back. The Norskis are the first and 10 at the 21 ball on the near hash. Mitchell out of the pistol, waist-high snap, roll out to his left, looking upfield, looking. He's going to be hit at the line of scrimmage and pushed out of bounds. No gain on the play. Jake Juleseth there on the stop. He's got his sixth tackle on the year, no does Juleseth. No gain on the play, still stays at second and ten. A minute 52 now on the clock. Only took six seconds off. Perfect opportunity to get up one more score here. Last four minutes of the first half, big mm-hmm. time here. So for both teams, have had a chance to score. Stoughton stopped uh, DeForest last time with a pick in the end zone. We'll see what happens this time. Mitchell in the pistol, three receivers to his right. That's the side he'll roll out to, looking upfield. Now he's going to just run with it as everything was covered. He's shoved out of bounds at the 16. So it's third down and five after that five-yard run. A minute 45 now in the first half. you got to credit uh, Jalen Carter, the running back, uh, 5'10", 180-pound senior. Nice block there that allowed Mitchell to get the edge, be able to pick up five yards, keep this drive moving. Mitchell will bring the call into his team's huddle as now they break with a third down and five line of scrimmage at the 16. Ball's on the far hash mark going from right to left. Mitchell out of the pistol, receiver to each side of the formation. Looks to throw to the right side. The ball's batted at the line of scrimmage and incomplete. Make a fourth down and five. We've seen down on this near sideline, Kyle Ugaldi had been warming up, but it doesn't look like they're going to bring out the special teams unit with a fourth down and five. And a minute 41 to go in the first half with DeForest leading 21 to 6. So, Dennis, you don't think just try the field goal attempt, see what your kicker maybe has from this distance? That'll be a 33 yarder, Dan. No stats available on kicks, but uh, don't believe he's had a field goal this year. So, fourth and five, and the Norskis' offense will stay out there. Mitchell's going to stay with that two receiver set, one to each side of the formation. He's got Jalen Carter a yard behind him. Knee-high snap, fires quickly to the right side, close to the first down marker. We'll have to see where the spot is. They're going to give him enough for the first down, and guess who? Anthony Glenn with another catch. He's now up to 115 yards. Catch made by Anthony Glenn. And it's just outside the 10, so we'll have to mark it at the 11. They can pick up a first down here just inside the, the one. Yard line first. It's a minute 20 to go in this first half. Clock is running. So like you said, it's first and 10 at the 11. Glenn comes into motion from the right side over to the left. So he'll leave Nolan Powers as the single receiver to the top of the formation. Balls on the right hash. 
Handoff to Carter up the middle. He makes a man miss at the line of scrimmage and then fights his way forward down to about the six-yard line. We're inside a minute to go. Two timeouts remaining for DeForest. But they'll still have Mitchell bring the call in from the sideline. We're down to 45 seconds. Clock still running. The Norskis in no hurry. The clock keeps running. Second and six. Ball's at the seven. Mitchell again in the pistol. Receiver to each side of the formation. A low snap. Mitchell's going to fire into the end zone, and that's batted away, but there's a flag. He wanted his tight end, Jackson Accardi, but he had a defender all over his back. Still was able to get a hand on it, but it's incomplete. I think they're going to call pass interference on that one. He was right on his shoulder pads. So this should be a... Well, it depends on where exactly they decide they want to call this. Defensive holding, maybe. The officials are all going to conference, see if it was defensive holding or pass interference. You also have to figure out if it was in the end zone or not. And they're going to say it is pass interference. So it was in the end zone. So that makes the line of scrimmage at the three now. So a nice four-yard gain after the penalty. 25 seconds to go in the first half to Forrest leading 21-6. to Mitchell in the pistol. He's got Carter a yard behind him. Brings his tight end in motion from the right side over the left. Mitchell's going to try and keep it. He has to get away from a defender in the backfield. He's brought down for a loss of two at the five. And DeForest will take a timeout. They still have one left with 19 seconds to go in the first half. Dennis, with 19 seconds and a timeout left, you've got a third down and five to go. Excuse me, it'll be a third down and three. So I'm going to guess that this is two-down territory. Try and run something here quickly. And then even if it's a fourth down, you just try something to the end zone because the Vikings of Stoughton, yeah. they don't have any timeouts left. So right. yeah. <laughs> I've seen this happen before. Run a play, stop the clock, spike it. No, you can't spike it. You just gave the ball back to them. You wasted it down. <laughs> I've seen that happen before. This is high school, so you never know what happens with high school kids. Even I'm, though one of my memories from state basketball is when a timeout was called and the kid took the blame for it. The coach had told them, but he still called it. He didn't have oh. it. And the coach tried to take the blame for it, and the kid took the blame for the coach. Never seen this unselfish play in my life. But uh, that happens on the field in the heat of battle. That uh, you got to be thinking of all times. It, you know, it's not a physical game. It's, it's a mental game as well. Cullen Kirchberg will be in at running back. Mitchell in the pistol. He's got his toes on the 10. Two receivers to the right. Kirchberg goes into motion to be slot right. Empty backfield. Two tight ends to the left side of the formation. That's the side that they're going to look to. It's a completion to Accardi. He's out of bounds at the four. There's a pickup of a yard. So it's fourth down now and couple of subs coming out, and I see number 26, Kyle Ugaldi. The kicker comes out to attempt. I say they lost a yard on that play. It was marked on the three. It's marked on the four now. So Well, but then there was the loss on the run play that brought him back to the five. Uh, so they still 
ended up losing a yard after the pass interference penalty all once yeah. it was all said and done. Oh, sorry. So I, a, I had the yeah. score before they changed it. It's a the loss. 21-yard field goal attempt from the near hash mark for the right-footed Ugaldi. And the kick is up, and it is good. 24-6 to six is the score. After Ugaldi put the ball through the uprights on the field goal, 12 seconds left to go here in the first half. 24-6 to six our score. DeForest on top of Stoughton. And Dennis... What's the message right now from the coaching staff for Stoughton? It looked like this was going to be a back-and-forth, you know, track meet sort of a game, and then all of a sudden things just got out of hand at the back half of the first quarter here into the second quarter. Well, it's now a three-score. That field goal makes it a three-score game. You get two touchdowns, two two-point conversions. You're still down. Uh, you're still down by two points. So, um, yeah, that was that, that's a big series right there for Stoughton. Uh, they're going to get the ball to start the second half right now. Just don't turn it over here or make a dumb play and give them another chance. And we've seen that happen. I saw with uh, Sauk Prairie in a game earlier this year where they scored three times in the last two minutes of the first half and just took the game away from Portage. So uh, and I'll just hang on to the ball. Let's go in and regroup at halftime. We get can come out, hopefully score, but you're going to have to tighten the defense up. They have not had an answer for Max Mitchell or Glenn here in the first half. Hedstrom and Iverson will be back to return, both of them standing at their own one-yard line. Ugaldi and the Norskis special teams unit break their huddle, and they'll be kicking off from the 40 right to left. The Vikings have 12.6 seconds exactly here in the half. No timeouts, though, remaining. Ugaldi on the approach. It's an end-over-end end kick. We have a whistle, though. Offside. And it'll be offside. Somebody got going a little too offside. early for the Norskis. But we'll have to back up and try this one again. I can only imagine if you're one of the guys on the special teams unit for DeForest who wasn't getting called for that offsides. You're a little annoyed with your teammate. Like, I just had to run 40 yards downfield for nothing because of you. A couple of months he might thank him, though, for that one. It's cold out here. You run the, you yeah. want to run around the field, but right now, no, not so much. Well, and you're also just like, I just want to get into the locker room. It's <laughs> halftime. Like, come on. Like, let's just everybody stay behind the kicker. So DeForest will try it again, backing up five yards to their own 35 now. So that mean, brings Hedstrom and Iverson up to their own five. Those are the two deep for Stoughton. And it'll be a squib kick up the middle, bouncing up ahead. Iverson takes it at his own 20. Tries to make a man miss, makes two miss, and then gets to the 25. We have another flag. I think this is going to be a face mask penalty against the Norskis. Iverson was brought down at the 27. I don't think the officials want to go to halftime yet. They want to keep this half going. They did take six seconds of off the clock, so there's six seconds left. And it is a face mask penalty. That'll move things up 15 yards. 
The officials mark off the 15-yard penalty, and now if you're Stoughton, you know, you got that extra oh. 15, you're close to midfield, Go for maybe it. try and, yeah, throw something up, see what sort of an arm your quarterback, Drew Vinny, has. It's Vinny and the Vikings. Come out with six seconds to go here in the first half. Line of scrimmage at the 41. First and 10. Two receivers to each side of Vinny who's in the pistol. Vinny rolls out to his right, looking deep. There's a bunch of defenders deep, though, and he'll just lob this out of bounds, and the clock hits zero on the first half of action. So it's 24 to 6 at the half. The DeForest Norskis in control, leading the Stoughton Vikings. We're going to send it back to the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios where Riley Yauk will have some scores from around the area and keep everybody updated on all of the, as many of the area games as they're able to find scores. Again, 24 to 6 our score at the half. DeForest leads the Stoughton Vikings as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison and watching it over on ESPN Milwaukee's YouTube. Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. I am Riley Yauk here in the Everlight Solar Studios back in Madison. It's time to go around the area and give you a little Prep Mania scoreboard update. Starting once again in the Badger Large as the Beaver Dam Beavers at half currently lead my beloved Milton Redhawks 7-0. Very defensive-oriented game. Beaver Dam outgained Milton 135 yards to 103. Not too much going on. Their one touchdown came on a Barnes two-yard touchdown run. Feel free to tune into that on 1340 or 1430, pardon me, ESPN. Beaver Dam at half the Battle of Sun Prairie. The East Cardinals currently leading the West Wolves 27-7. to Sun Prairie West scored just before the half was over. And in Watertown, goodness gracious, the fourth-ranked Wanakee Warriors taking it to the Goslings 55 to nothing. Woof. The first quarter took 50 real-time minutes last year. Luckily, it didn't take that long this year. It only took 42. So that gives you... A little insight into how badly that game is going if you're a Watertown fan. But moving on to the Badgers, Small currently can't find an update for the Fort Atkinson Blackhawks hosting the Portage Warriors. If you got any insight, feel free to text in 1-800, I believe it's 770-3776 if you have any updates for us on that one. Winona Grove at Mount Hora Barneveld currently trailing the Vikings 6-14. to That game is at halftime. You've heard DeForest currently up 24-6 to over the Stoughton Vikings right here on 100.5 ESPN. And in the Badger crossover, the Oregon Panthers currently trailing the Sauk Prairie Eagles 14-7. That game is at half. Sauk Prairie took the lead as time expired going into half. Shout out Eagles there and thank you to our current play-by-play man, Hunter Vaughn. If you have any updates for the games that I can't get, please text into 844, not 800, 844-770-3776. Would really appreciate it. 
I'd love to give everyone all of these updates. Then in the Big 8, I actually had this wrong along with a few other things at the start of the broadcast. But actually, all of the Big 8 games we are covering played yesterday on Thursday. Starting with the one I already updated you on, the Verona Wildcats defeated the Parker Vikings by a score of 20-17. to The Craig Cougars defeated Madison LaFollette 40 to nothing. Big ol' shutout there down at Monterey Stadium. And then in the battle for Madison, or at least between East and West, Madison West took that one. The Regents defeated the Pergolders 43-16. And finally, Madison Memorial fell at Middleton, or they played host to Middleton, but still lost 31-20 to the Cardinals. In the Capital Conference, the number one ranked Columbus Cardinals among small teams by the AP poll. They are currently destroying Beloit Turner by a score of 40-0. to And Lake Mills, I don't know how I said there weren't any early start games. I don't know how this happened. In the schedule, it was listed as a 7 p.m. start. But the Lake Mills Elcats have already defeated Bigfoot by a score of 40-0. to That game is over. Really interesting there. Was shocked once I turned on the stream and the game was ending. They had the handshake line going. It was nuts. But anyways, moving on. Lodi versus Madison Edgewood. The Blue Devils, the third-ranked Blue Devils, might I add, currently up 10-0 at halftime. Then Lakeside Lutheran versus New Glarus Monticello. The Knights of New Glarus Monticello currently lead Lakeside Lutheran 14-0. That game is already into the third quarter, about halfway. And in the Eastern Suburban Conference, I apologize to all you Dodgeland fans out there, your beloved Trojans versus the Cambridge Blue Jays today. Unfortunately, I guess this is fitting. I can't find an update on that as well. So if you're a big Dodgeland or Cambridge fan, feel free to shoot us a text, 844-770-3776, if you have anything for us. And finally, in the Eastern Suburban, number 6th-ranked Marshall, up 28-16 to over the Waterloo Pirates at halftime. Both teams undefeated, by the way. And finally, in the Rock Valley Conference, the Monroe Cheesemakers currently up 14-3 at half against the Jefferson Eagles. And I cannot find an update for you with the McFarland Spartans versus the Delavan Darien Comets. Once again, 844-770-3776 if you have anything for us. But since I can't find three of the area scores, I'll give you a big top 10 score. The fifth ranked in this is the large division, by the way. Fifth ranked Muskego is currently up 17-7. to on the McGuanico Indians. That game is also at half. Lots of coverage there. Almost the entirety, it seems, of the Muskego population and the McGuanico population is there. Really fun game if you're looking for something to watch after we finish up here in DeForest versus Stoughton. And that will do it for me for your Prep Mania area scoreboard updates. We're going to send it back to DeForest with Hunter Vaughn and Dennis Semrau. After the break, you're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Welcome back to DMB Community Bank Stadium. I'm Hunter Vaughn, and alongside me is the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau, and I want to say thank you to Riley Yauk, as well as our producer tonight, Colin Russo, as Riley was 
keeping us up to date on all of the area scores here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And we're also brought to you by UW Credit Union, who's here for every stage of life. UW Credit Union is here for every you. Proudly serving Wisconsin for over 90 years. Pop in or hop online at uwcu.org to join. UW Credit Union is proud to support all the area student-athletes. Make sure to listen every week to hear who the student-athlete of the week is. So Dennis, you know, we look at the first-half stats for both teams, and I think we have to start with Anthony Glenn, the senior-wide receiver who had 115 yards, I believe it was. 114 in the first 114 half. 114 in the first half as well as a touchdown. He did have 54 of those on a big third down conversion in the first half but it's been a great night through the air for these DeForest Norskis. Yeah Max Mitchell 12 of 14 with uh, one interception and uh, he's also rushed for a touchdown and Glenn uh, 6 for 114. Stoughton uh, Shippers got six catches for 58. Vinning's had a pretty good night too. He's he's uh, 13 of uh, 19. And how many yards is that? 151 yards and one touchdown. So both quarterbacks, you know, on, on the way to 300-yard nights possibly. But yeah, it's been turnovers. That was it. Yep. Three lost fumbles, a, a bad snap, a fumble lost in the end zone on a punt, two other fumbles, and 24 to six halftime score. That's why. And like you said, Dennis, these turnovers. We saw a fumbled snap on a punt at inside their own end zone for the Stoughton Vikings that led to a touchdown that was picked up in the end zone by the Norskis. And then we saw Bo Iverson. He got the ball down to about the 20, and then he fumbled it. That was picked up by the Norskis and brought all the way back to their own 40-yard line, so made it a short field for them. So on top of these fumbles, too, we've seen some great returns and special teams play from the Norskis that have helped give them, if they haven't gotten a score off of it, they've just had short fields, and that's been really easy for this high-powered offense of running back Jalen Carter, tight end Jackson Accardi, their fullback Tucker Grundahl, and then we've seen Anthony Glenn just going off in that first half. Yeah, that's, two of the fumbles didn't result in any points, but it uh, kept Stoughton from uh, scoring on the offensive side. They were moving the ball in the first one. Uh, was uh what was it klein uh yeah that, that first turnover actually set up a punt for uh deforest and then fumble again so uh, you got to take care of the football that's bottom line for stoughton tonight they're going to get the ball to start the second half they need a drive here these first mm-hmm. four minutes they need to score and to get back in this game if they don't and uh deforest puts one more on the board we could look ourselves at a running clock because once the uh, norski smell blood <laughs> I'll tell you, and gets that PA announcer fired up going first down, Norskis. Crowd gets into it. Love it. We got a little teenage whistling again, though. <laughs> this is part of our pregame uh, music, trying to fire up the Norskis. I guess it worked in the first yeah, part. Yeah, so, so, yeah, use repeat it. Repeat the them, playlist, right? Exactly. <laughs> get them fired up for this second half as the Norskis are trying to take this 24 to 6 lead that they have at the half currently. And propel them to a win not only tonight but hopefully a win going forward is again they're coming into tonight at one and three but they're one and one in badger small conference play and we said it before the game that a win for either of these teams could really propel them to 
getting a strong finish going through the conference season and still get them into the playoffs. And then from there, you know, we just we see it every year. Anything can happen once you get into these playoff games. You get out away from some of these Madison area teams, and all of a sudden, you know, you might be a road team sitting at that six seed line or something like that. But you can just all of a sudden go on a run, and the next thing you know, you're sitting at level three, level four of the playoffs. Uh, two years ago, at, uh, Monroe came in as a five seed, mm-hmm. ended up on the road, and got to level four. I mean, I I talk about it all the time, Dennis. I started out calling high school games up in the Watoma area, Berlin area, calling the Watoma Hornets. I saw them back-to-back years. They were a two seed. They lost at home to a seven seed because they got one of these teams. One of them was Columbus that just came in that they don't normally see and caught them by surprise. So anything can happen if you can build momentum here in the middle of September. Ugaldi on the opening half kickoff from right to left. Hedstrom has it at his own three. He's going to take it over to the left. On the left hash mark, stiff arm at the 12, and he's brought down at the 13. It's going to be a long field to start for the Vikings. Again, they trail 24-6 here at the half. Following the... Return from Hedstrom. Be a first and 10 at their own 14. Ball spotted on the far left hash mark as the Vikings go from left to right. Single receiver to the top of the formation, two to the right. They fake a screen, and now Vinny is just going to take it himself, and he's hit hard from behind. That's Owen Larson with a huge hit from behind. It's a pickup of three on first down. Ouch. That one hurt a little bit. Yeah, we could hear that one all the way up here in the press box. That was a big hit from Larson. But Vinny just showing some toughness, able to just bounce right back up after the big hit. Second down and seven after a gain of only three. Vinny gets the chest high snap, rolls out, wants to try and throw it deep, pump fakes, and he'll just have to run out of bounds. Maybe picks up two yards on the scramble. Run out of bounds by Jack Jerome. So they gave him only a yard, third down and six. The Stoughton Vikings trailing 24 to six as we're starting the third quarter. Here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. A big third down coming up early here in the third quarter for the Vikings. Left two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. Vinny is going to fake the handoff, rolls to the left, fires left, and it's incomplete. He wanted Sawyer Shipper. That's knocked away by Mitchell Anderson, the safety there on the coverage. Fourth and six, and the punting unit comes out for the Vikings. Not the way that they wanted to start this third quarter. No, four and out, now flipping field. Uh, DeForest could get the ball near midfield here to start the second half. Their first possession. They were able to score three possessions in a row, actually, with two possessions, and uh, then off of a... um, Dropped punt. Johnson's punt nearly blocked. Bounces at the 47. Morrison's going to pick it up at the 43. There's a bunch of flags that go down. Morrison's run out of bounds at about the 32-33. 
And the flags now sit at the 40 of Stoughton on the far side. The officials will conference again. 35 yards on that punt. But great return by Morrison. And is negated by a legal block. So the block in the back, back them up to midfield. Makes it first and 10 at the 50. So, Dennis, I know the officials have to do this when they mark off penalties, but I always laugh when it's clear the penalty was at the 40 and they still look down and count every yard to make sure that they've got the right number of yards. First and 10 at the 50 for the Norskis. Mitchell hands it off to Carter. He cuts over to the right, stumbles forward. He's brought down at the 47. Actually, it'll be the 48, so only a pickup of two, second down and eight. Norski's working quickly from right to left. Mitchell will be in the pistol. Deuces to his left, no receivers to the right. Carter is directly behind him. It's another handoff to Carter up the middle. Tried to get to the 45, but he's thrown backwards. Pickup of only two. Going to see a heavy dose of Carter and uh, I think uh, Mitchell here in the second half. Just you've got the lead now. Just milk the clock here. That was Ben Harmon there on the stop for the Stoughton Vikings. He had that big sack back in the first half as he caught Mitchell from behind. It's third down for the Norskis. Third and six inside. Ten minutes to go in the third quarter. Mitchell again in the pistol. Two receivers to his right, single receiver to the left. Knee-high snap, throws quickly over to the right, and it's nearly intercepted by Shipper, but it's incomplete. Make it fourth and six. Tennis for Nolan Powers on the play. So the punter, Max Aker, comes out. We've got back-to-back three-and-outs for both teams. Bo Iverson back to return. So he's standing at his own seven on the far hash mark. The Norskis having to make a couple of quick subs as they didn't have quite the right personnel for this punt. Aker at his own 39, a high punt or snap that he had to jump up and get. Sidewinding kick, bouncing at his own 11. And then touchdown at the 12. So no return. Stoughton gets the ball. So it'll be a first and 10 at the 12-yard line for the Stoughton Vikings. So the first half starts off. We see back-to-back possessions go for touchdowns, Dennis. And now the second half starts, and it looks like a Big Ten West football game with back-to-back punts. 33 yards down punt there, and now a second possession. Stoughton started on the 14, now this time the 13. So if you keep exchanging punts, eventually they're going to end up yeah. on the, <laughs> the end zone. Vinny's going to hand off to Iverson on first down. He makes a man miss in the backfield, spinning away from tackles. Gets brought down at the 20. Iverson, the ball carrier. Uh, pickup of eight. Excuse me, seven. PA announcer, I'm always off by about a yard from him. Need to just wait for him to make the call, Dennis. It's my job on Saturdays for the press box. But I have always a good good spotters for me to tell tell me what to say. 
So really, you're just a parrot when you're up yeah. in the press box on Saturdays yep. at Camp Randall. Wasted away in Camp Randall. <laughs> a little Margaritaville. Second down and three. Slants incomplete off the hands of Jay Johnson. That ball was a little behind him on second down. Makes it third down and three. 8.48 to go in the third quarter. Again, DeForest leads 24-6. to six. Yeah, my idol passed away, Jimmy Buffett, a few weeks ago. and yeah. of, of course, somebody out there got hats out. It's mm-hmm. 5 o'clock somewhere with a parrot right next to it and a margarita glass. And like, Dennis, I'm going to be honest. The, we've been working together as I've been your video producer and calling games. Had no idea that you were a parrot head oh, yes. all these years. Big time. Back to the 70s. I go way back with him. Third down and three. Vinny rolling out. He's got pressure coming, and he's going to be spun down for a loss on the play. It'll be a loss of eight on the sack. A huge play for the Norskis defense. Tucker Grundo there on the sack. Tucker Grundo at the sack. He's been nominated for future UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. He's a heck of a player. Three-sport athlete, too, by the way, for DeForest. And uh, Coach really speaks highly of him. Taking on a very big leadership role. I lost a lot of seniors off last year's team, and you know, players like Grundle really need to step forward this year, and he has. That sack from Grundle brings it back to the original line of scrimmage of the 13. Johnson standing on his own goal line to punt. And it's a spinning punt that Morrison drops at his own 45, and the Vikings fall on it at midfield. So a huge turnover. Morrison couldn't hold on to the kick. That was Kaysen Salonic there to fall on it. So, Dennis, we kept talking about in the first half, the Stoughton Vikings needed that big play, and they weren't getting it. They get a huge play here. They've got a first and 10 at the DeForest, 49 now. Well, now 3-2 to two in turnovers, 3 for Stoughton, 2 for DeForest there at interception in the end zone earlier in the game but big time for an out that's <laughs> we punted and now we got the ball back in midfield now they flip the field see what they can do with it first and 10 at the 49 Vinny rolls to his right still rolling looking upfield now he finally throws he's got Cooksey at the 30 and he's knocked out of bounds that'll be plenty for a first down so a 20-yard gain to Chris Cooksey, the senior wide receiver. I've kept him under control for the most part here, but he's been a big play receiver for the Vikings the last couple of weeks. 19 yards on that play. Cooksey, Cooksey, excuse me, he's on the season, 14 catches, 340 yards. He had 155 last week and three touchdowns. That's a handoff on first down to Headstrom. So the sophomore Logan Headstrom with the carry. Picks up six on first down. 7-10 to go in the third. Cooksey, you know, you said he's been the big play wide receiver. The only game he hasn't scored a touchdown in was back in week two in a 28-6 win over Wisconsin Rapids. Second down and six inside seven minutes to go. Vinny hands off to Iverson. Held on to that ball for a long time. Looks like he didn't want to give it up. Yeah, like, oh, do I want to keep it? No, do I want to keep uh, Give it up. <laughs> he and Iverson were playing tug of war with the ball. I was like, no, just give it to me. Let me go. Boys, that is how fumbles happen. <laughs> so be careful there. 
pickup of a couple. Makes it third down and two at the 22. Guarantee there's no field goal coming on this drive. <laughs> no, the Vikings need points trailing 24 to 6. Vinny in the pistol, deuces right, single receiver to the left. Iverson gets the handoff, but he is stopped in the backfield. 76, Tyrese Brown. He wasn't on the roster till this week. And the coach uh, told me, he said, uh, it, roster at pregame, he's not on the one I sent you. And I think he's 76. Well, yeah, he's 76, and he just made a big play. Yeah, number 76, the 5'10", 240-pound defensive lineman with a huge play. Makes it fourth down and six. A loss of three after the handoff to Iverson. Vikings will go with a four-receiver set. Trips bunch to the right. Single receiver Jay Johnson to the top of the formation to the left. Vinny rolls to the right. He's got pressure coming. He fires. He's got a completion at the 10 to Richter. And they'll actually say it was incomplete through his hands. So it's a turnover on downs, first and 10 for the Norskis. Nice slam pattern coming across the middle. It was right there. They had a first down, but you got to hang on to the football. And that's always the old saying. We've said it multiple times. The ball hits you in the hands. Even if you take some contact, you got to hang on to it if you're a wide receiver. And Richter couldn't that time, so it's a turnover on downs, and it'll be first and 10 at their own 26 for the Norskis, leading 24-6 to with 5.26 to go in the third quarter. Mitchell in the pistol, deuces to the right. He's got Carter a yard behind him out of the pistol. As Mitchell's heels are on his own 20. Knee-high snap, hands it off to Carter who cuts to his right. And then he's met by a trio of Vikings after a pickup of a half a yard on first down. They look like Joe Walleen, number nine, one of the captains, in uh, leading the pack there. Pickup of one, five minutes to go in the third. Four receivers, two to each side, stacked with Mitchell in the pistol. Mitchell hands off again to Carter straight ahead, and he maybe gets another yard. So this run defense on this drive has been great for the Stoughton Vikings, and that was one of your keys to the game, Dennis. They needed to try and control the line of scrimmage. They're doing it so far here on this drive. Couple of substitutions. Carter heads to the bench. So running back Cullen Kirchberg will come out. The junior running back is in for the Norskis. Two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right, Mitchell in the pistol. Mitchell's going to look to pass. He's going to throw it into the flat to Kirchberg. Kirchberg turns upfield at the 30. 35 has enough for the first down before he's finally pushed out of bounds at the 40. It'll be a first down, Norskis. Chance to get off the field there. One of the problems early in the season was being able to stop the other team on third down, and that was a big one, third and eight. Stoughton couldn't get off the field. Now you're going to run a couple more minutes off the clock. Time is the enemy of the Vikings with that three touchdown or three-score deficit they're facing. And that whistles. It's a whistle, and it is a timeout. Stoughton, their first timeout of the half. They still have two timeouts to go, though. And we're going to take a timeout along with them as you are listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Stoughton trails DeForest 24-6 with 4.10 left to go right here on ESPN Madison. 
Coming out of the timeout, it was a handoff to Kirchberg on first down. He picked up five. Oh, we have a flag. There is a flag coming out of the backfield. And that 99.9% of the time, Dennis, I would say it means holding, and it was this time. Pushes the line of scrimmage back to the 30. Makes it a first down and 20. Mitchell will have four receivers now on first down, three to his left, single receiver to the right at the top of the formation. Kirchberg comes into motion. We've got a false start. This is going to go against, I believe that was Jackson Accardi. You you saw his back leg just flinch as Kirchberg came into motion. So the Norskis, they had 24 points in the first half. They led after one quarter 21-6 in this game and now they just keep moving backwards on this drive yeah we had some great offense in that first quarter thinking that it's going to be a good game and it's broken up now into five turnovers and multiple penalties here this has been an ugly one so far so the full start backs them up another five it's now first down and 25 at the 25 it's an oh, empty backfield and there's another flag let's go for the hat trick three in a row so that's another false start penalty. <laughs> so it'll be first down and 30. Line of scrimmage at their own 20 for the Norskis. They still need a couple more here to match what the Badgers did last year at home when they had, what, oh. three or four? I don't want to relive that, Dennis. Oh, that was ugly. 3.30 to go in the third quarter, 24 to 6. Norski's on top. It's an empty backfield out of the pistol. Knee-high snap for Mitchell. He's got pressure right away. Rolls out, lobs a pass deep down the right sideline, and it's intercepted at the 50. Huge play for Reese Nishas, the junior safety, getting the turnover. And now the turnover battle, Dennis. We're tied at three each. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) It's just Who wants to win? Who wants to score points now? Nobody wants to score points. Turn it over, penalties. Come on, guys. Clean it up here. Time to clean it up. But great great opportunity for Stoughton. Get the ball into DeForest territory. Just past mid-stripe. And so this is the second time, time left. Second time here in the third quarter that Stoughton's had the ball into DeForest territory. First and 10 at the 49. Vinny. Lobs a pass over to Iverson on the far sideline. Iverson has enough for the first down. Down the sideline, inside the 35 before he's shoved out at the 29. So just that quick swing pass to Bo Iverson. Let him use his speed, and he picks up a first down for Stoughton and the Vikings. Vinny in the offense looking over to their left sideline to get the hand signal from the coaches. Three receivers to the right, single receiver to the left. Iverson still in at running back. Another swing pass to the left for Iverson. He cuts up field inside the 25, dragging a defender with him down to the 20. He'll pick up nine on first down. Second and one. Senior running back Bo Iverson with back-to-back receptions. Makes it second and one, 2.45 to go, 24-6. The Forest leads Stoughton. Came into the game with just two catches. Uh, what was it, uh, for seven yards? <laughs> he's just doubled it just on those two possessions, but he's had a few more of the game, this game. 
Second down and one. Deuces to the right. Single receiver to the left. Handoff this time for Iverson. He dances around. He's inside the 10. Pulling defenders with him inside the 5. Close to the goal line. And they'll say he's down at the 1. Just give it to Bo Iverson again. He's had it three times in a row. And he's not quite into the end zone. Hasn't scored since week 1 against Oregon. And it is a handoff to Iverson. He lowers his shoulder. Touchdown. Stoughton, a one-yard touchdown run for Bo Iverson, and he gets the first score of the second half. 49 yards, 62 seconds. See how quick it was? Now it's down to a two-score game. 2.13 to go in the third quarter. Stoughton gets their first score since 5.59 left in the first quarter of action. And the extra point is good. Point is 24 good. to 13 now our score. The DeForest Norskis still lead the Stoughton Vikings, but they're cutting into the lead. We're going to take a quick timeout. Again, 24 to 13 our score, 213 to go in the third quarter. You're listening to Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison and free video on ESPN Milwaukee's YouTube. Twenty-four to thirteen, two thirteen to go in the third quarter. Stoughton scoring on a one-yard Bo Iverson touchdown run. Let's try and cut into this lead, and we've finally seen the Stoughton offense get something going. Like I said, since about six minutes left to go in the first quarter was the last time they had scored. Bo Iverson drive two catches for twenty-nine yards, two runs for twenty. Part. Parker Rogala, he's got an opening, and then he's cut down hard at the 30. I thought he was going to get a better return out of that, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it was a defender that was Kellen Stockstad there on the tackle for the Vikings. So it's a first and 10 for DeForest at their own 32. At 20 yards on that pickup. Good field position once again. For the Norskis. Mitchell in the shotgun this time. Receiver to each side of the formation. Carter flanking him, and it's a reverse. Powers with it. Powers trying to cut up field. He's at the 35, the 40, and pushed out of bounds at the 42. Nolan Powers, the first time we've called his name in this game for the senior wide receiver. Yeah, number two carrying the ball on the reverse, and number two qualm with the tackle. So now Powers is going to have to get another reception to try and stay true so far on the season. Six receptions, 66 yards, six carries, 66 yards. So he's got to get some catches to try and stay balanced. (laughs) It's first and ten inside two minutes. Uh, It's a screen to Grundle. He's hit at the 40, and he is stopped for a loss of two on the play. Mason Richter, eight, met him right there and stood him up. Teammates finished him off. But we have a flag, of course. There's a flag, and Grundle looks like he's cramping up. His teammate, Anthony Glenn, tries to stretch him out. Like you said, there is also a flag on the play. So the, as we wait for the official signal, 
It is a personal foul on DeForest, and I heard a couple of whistles going there late. I think one of the linemen was just getting a little too aggressive as he was trying to turn and block upfield. So, again, DeForest, we saw this on their last drive. They had a bunch of penalties backing them up. Then they have that interception at midfield and gives it an easy field for the Vikings, and they took it down to score. Tucker Grundle limps off. And it looked like he was just cramping up as he had a teammate come over right away and start stretching him out. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, and those those leg cramps. You know, I'm not a very athletic guy, Dennis, so I get a cramp if I'm getting up a little too quickly from the couch, but they are no fun at all. When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just feel that muscle suddenly tense up on you. We've got a, another whistle. I didn't see a signal for a timeout. Oh, not officials timeout here for yeah. Not sure exactly what's going on, but hey, now they're all set. Following the penalty, it's third down and twenty-six. Line of scrimmage at the DeForest twenty-six. So the first down marker will be at the Stoughton forty-eight. Ball spotted on the near hash mark. As the Norskis work from right to left. The two receivers to the left of Mitchell. Single receiver to the to the right. Handoff for Kirchberg up the middle. And he breaks one tackle. He's able to get a nice gain up to the 35. Cut into this deficit that they had. of a First and 26. Or excuse me, that was a... Third and 26, so, no, they had to just try and make this punt a little bit easier. Max Aker standing at his own 20. And then Bo Iverson back to return for Stoughton at his own 30. Aker nearly has his block, the spiraling punt. Iverson at his own 25, and he is hit right away and brought down by a pair of Norskis. The first one there was Gavin Weagle, the 6'1", 185-pound defensive back there on the tackle. So while the Stoughton offense comes out onto the field, we're going to pause 10 seconds for a station ID. 10 for an ID as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. This is Derek Engler. You're listening to a Good Karma Brands radio station, 100.5 ESPN WTLX Monona, Madison. First and 10 at the 25 with 16 seconds to go in the third quarter. Stoughton trailing 24-13 to to the DeForest Norskis. Vinny in the pistol, two receivers to his left, single receiver to the right. Quick pass over to Shipper on the far side. Shipper turns upfield. He's at the 30, 35, and pushed out of bounds close to the first down marker. Some of the DeForest faithful wanted a holding penalty. They probably should have gotten one. Jay Johnson got his hands to the outside, but there was I didn't see a flag thrown. And a first down. It is a first down with nine seconds remaining, so it is a first down, no holding penalty call. First and ten at the 36 now, nine seconds to go. 24-13 to Forest leads. 
High snap. Taken in by Vinny, and now it's a screen to Shipper to the near side. Shipper turns up field across the 45, close to another first down. With .6 seconds remaining, so they'll give him the first down. The clock does stop until the chains are set. And they started the clock a little early, but it doesn't matter with .6 seconds to go. So after three quarters of action, it's 24-13. DeForest leading the Stoughton Vikings as jump around starts to play here at DMB Community Bank Stadium. We're going to take a timeout, and when we come back, we'll have the final quarter of action here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. It's a handoff on first down to Iverson. He is has some defenders in the backfield right away, is able to dance forward and get back to the original line of scrimmage, but there is a flag on the play, and the Stoughton offense is backing up. So it looks like this will be a hold against the Vikings. Holding on Stoughton is the call. Yes. So that makes things more difficult now on first down for Stoughton. Again, they trail... 24 to 13. The Vikings do have two timeouts left. DeForest has all three of theirs remaining. Line of scrimmage now at the 36. Ball on the far right hash mark. Vikings going from right to left. Two receivers to the right. Single receiver to the left for Vinny. Vinny fires to the near side and it is incomplete. He wanted his wide receiver, LaShawn Brown. But he couldn't get his hands on it. Yeah, 22 uh, for DeForest. Uh, Cullen Kirchberg was right there, I think. Not, got a hand on it, but that was pretty contested trying to complete a pass into the eye of a needle. Second down and 20 following the incompletion. The Vikings looking over to their far sideline. Get the hand signals from their coaching staff. They've got the play now. And Vinny and the offense come up to the line. Two receivers to the right, two receivers to the left. Vinny in the pistol. Chest high snap. Swings it out to Iverson to the right. Iverson makes a man miss at the 40, lowers his shoulder, and carries a defender back close to the original line of scrimmage. So it's third down and 10 coming up for the Vikings. And the chain gang accidentally switched it over to a first down because they did pick up 10 yards between the two plays, but it is still a third down and 10. Third down and 10 at the 46. Ball on the right hash mark. High snap for Vinny. Vinny looking to throw deep. Rainbow's a pass deep down the far sideline, and it is just out of the reach of his intended receiver. He wanted number 25, Chris Cooksey, that time, but he just couldn't get his hands on it, and it's now fourth down and 10, 10.51 to go in the game. The offense is going to stay out there for the Vikings. Actually, this is the fifth possession for them in the quarter. Or the half, I mean. Uh, 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 well, through it, yeah, just overlapping to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it started um, before we switched over. Fourth down and 10. 
Vinny rolling out to his left to this near side. Looking to throw. He fires oh. deep down the field. He's got Johnson, and it is incomplete just out of his reach. There's another turnover on downs. Makes it a first and 10 now for the Norskis at the 46. So, you know, Dennis, I understand the idea there for Coach Becker and the Vikings of wanting to go for it on fourth down. It's a two-possession game. you got to try and get points here. But at the same time, your defense has been playing really well here in the second half. They've so far kept the Norskis off of the scoreboard here in the second half. Yeah, thinking, you know, if you can punt and maybe force a turnover deep in their territory. But must have seen a play. Again, they trust, they love their wide receivers. They've got some big playability. So they were just hoping somebody could make a play on that one, and they could not. Mitchell out of the pistol on first down. He'll fire quickly to Grundle, who's back in the game, and he is hit right away, but able to pick up three yards on first down. Big Joel Seth with that tackle. Just took his legs right out from under him, had nowhere to go. Second down and seven after the pickup of three on the quick out route to Tucker Grundle, the senior fullback, but really he's still playing tight end. They play him up on the line a lot. And more so, of an H-back role, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's kind of a formality to call him yeah. a fullback as he'll be slot to the left with two other receivers, no receiver to the right of Mitchell who's in the pistol. Carter now goes into motion over to the left side. They'll swing it out to oh. Carter, and he nearly has it intercepted. The linebacker, LaShawn Brown, went for the hit on Carter. I think if he had turned his head, he might have been able to have a pick six. That was that was a touchdown waiting to happen right there. How quickly this game could have changed if that would have been returned. It's third and seven following that incompletion after the big hit from LaShawn Brown because they wanted to get Jalen Carter on a swing screen. Sometimes you get that hit and you're like, yep. you want to make it so bad. That's why you love linebackers. Down. They love those big hits, but sometimes they forget that they need to get the ball too. Pump fake on third oh. down, deep pass to Powers, and it's two yards out of the reach of Nolan Powers. Incomplete, fourth and seven now, 9.52 to go in the game, and the punter, Max Aker, comes out for the Norskis. Just, 40, or just 50 seconds off the clock in those three plays. So another great stand by uh, the Stoughton defense. It's a uh, four, th- a three, four, and outs, a three, 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 and outs, and then an interception. So, good job by the Norskis. Low snap on the punt for Aker. Bo Iverson's going to let this one oh, bounce. Oh, it oh. takes a Stoughton hop. Started at the ten, but then it ends up rolling back the Norskis' way to the ten. So the Vikings are going to have to try and go 90 yards to make this a one-score game with 9.38 to go in the ball game. Canopy Wealth Management has a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape throughout your family's financial planning journey. They will serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence. At Canopy Wealth Management, they believe that values matter and strengthen the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline, it's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. We've got flags here on first down. The defensive line did move for 
DeForest, and they will say that it is a neutral zone infraction or offsides. There's a extra five yards of wiggle room now for the Stoughton offense as they'll have a first down and five at the 16. That was a good punt, 32 yards on that previous play. Vinny hands off to Iverson to the right. He cuts up field at the 20s, close to the first down marker. I think they're going to stop him about a yard short. Iverson, the ball carrier. No, they'll give him the first down. I think he got it by about a half a length of the football, so it's first and 10 at the 21. Stoughton able to get a first down. 9.28 to go. Stoughton trailing 24-13. Clock is running now that the chains are set. Ball's on the far right hash mark. Vinny in the pistol with his heels on his own 15. He's got two receivers to his left, single receiver to the right. Chest high snap, roll out to the left. Vinny looking down the field. He's got Shipper open, and he drops the pass. Sawyer Shipper had the first down. He was wide open again, but couldn't haul that ball in. He went to try and catch that more at his chest instead of getting his hands out. The ball just bounced off of his shoulder pads incomplete. Second down and 10 now at the 21. It's one of those you feel for him. He just knew it. He just looked at his hands like, why why did I do that? Kind of looked at him like, why did you guys fail me? What did you do wrong? Feet don't fail me now. Well, hands don't fail me now. Second down and 10 following the incompletion. Stoughton looking to pass again. Vinny's brought down for a sack, though. There's a pair of Norskis in the backfield. Owen Larson was one of them. That's a big loss on the play. Back to the 15, a loss of six now. Always Volk with the sack. Yeah, Volk, uh, number 45. Good job on that one. It was Volk and Larson there on the sack. The sophomore Volk was the first one to get there. 8.30 now on the clock. Clock is running. So it's third down and 17 at their own 14. Roll out to the right now for Vinny. He stops. He's got pressure coming. He's brought down again for another sack. This time Jack Jerome coming from the backside to get the sack. Ouch. Back-to-back sacks with a drop pass that would have gotten the Vikings the first down, but instead they lose yards on back-to-back plays. And with inside eight minutes to go, they've got a fourth and 25. Jay Johnson is going to be punting from the back of his own end zone. He's able to get it away. Morrison's going to take this at his own 42. Hesitates, now starts to the right. He's got some blockers in front. 35-30, upfield 25-20. And then he is finally brought down inside the 15 at the 12. And the DeForest Norskis are knocking on the door. That could be the dagger right there. Now, nice punt return. You punch one in here. You make it back a three-score game. And away Stoughton. Uh, defense has been playing well tonight, but the offense just kind of struggling right here. Got one score in each half. Looked pretty good on that uh, scoring drive they had. It was only four plays thanks to Iverson. But for the most part, it's been, been not, but don't break for the Norskis. 7.32 to go in the game. Norski's leading 24-13. Ball's on the right hash mark. 
Mitchell's going to keep it. He's inside the 10. The 5 still moving forward close to the end zone. They'll mark him down at the 1. Max Mitchell nearly getting into the end zone would have been his third rushing touchdown of the season. He had two of them last week in that 47-35 win over Portage. He had two one-yard runs, so let's make it a third one here. Picked up 11 on that play. Hunter King, the 6'5", 205-pound wide receiver, checking in for the Norskis. He's going to be up close to the line almost as a tight end. Nolan Powers, the single receiver to the right. Carter is one yard behind Mitchell. Mitchell hands it off to Carter, and he goes into the end zone for a one-yard DeForest Norskis touchdown. Give it to the senior running back to finish it off. Two plays, 12 yards. 39 seconds. 6.53 left in the game. The DeForest Snorskis now lead 30-13. They try to make it 31-13. Or two scores here in the second half. Both one-yard touchdown runs to the end zone to our right as we look at the field here at DMB Community Bank Stadium. First it was Bo Iverson and then Jalen Carter with the second one the extra point is good 31 to 13 our score 653 left in the game here in zimbrick honda's presentation of prep and for nearly 50 years zimbrick honda has provided the madison area with quality honda vehicles the trusted staff of zimbrick honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style if you're in the market for a new honda or a used honda visit zimbrick honda in madison today or online at zimbrickhonda.com so dennis you said it on that big punt return from morrison but you think that that return and now this score is the dagger in this one? Yep, this is a uh, three-score game here. So uh, Stone's going to have to score, onside kick, score, onside kick. And DeForce is not going to let them happen tonight. Opportunistic. So 6.53 to go, 31-13. The Vikings trailing the DeForest Norskis. We said it in the beginning of the game. This is the last time that these two teams are going to be playing a conference game against each other for a while as the Norskis are going to be moving from the Badger Small up to the Badger Large Conference. And then Stoughton will be staying in the Badger Small. Well, considering they've been outscored 112-27 to 27 the last three yeah. years, uh, maybe take a break in this uh, rivalry and uh, yep. uh, graduate some players and bring some new ones in and maybe it'll change it in a few years. But on uh, the Norskis home field, uh, this is not going to happen tonight. Ugaldi's kickoff. Headstrom's going to take it at his own five on the right side. He's got some blockers in front of him at the 20, 25, pushing forward close to the 30, and his progress is stopped at the 29. 6.45 now on the clock, and I expect we're going to see a lot of passing here from the Stoughton Vikings as they at least try to get back into this game, again trailing 31-13. That 24 yards on that return, and... Uh, Good field position, 29-yard line. But, yeah, look out uh, for a possible pick six coming here. I'm sure DeForest is going to gamble a little bit since they've got that uh, three-score lead. Vinny in the pistol, two receivers to each side. 
He's going to throw to Richter to the near side, and he is going to be stopped at the 30, a pickup of one on first down. Carter Morrison right there in the spot. So the clock's going to keep running now inside 6.25 to go. Vikings still moving quicker than they have been at times in this game as they're back up to the line. There'll be one receiver to the right of Vinny, two receivers to the left. Vinny straddles his own 25 on second and nine. Fakes the screen, then he's going to dump it off to Iverson to the right. Iverson across the 30 and tripped up and brought down at his own 33. This is where we call playground time. Just line up at yep. the scrimmage and make up the plays as you go along. Uh, just uh, you go here, you go there. It's the, crossing pattern. the line from any given Sunday. Go to the Buick yeah. and turn around. Yes, that's right. Third down and six. Vinny looking to his right. He's going to throw it right and some miscommunication. He had Cooksey and Richter over there, but it was not really close to either of them. After the incompletion, it's fourth down and six at their own 33 for Stoughton. Quick three and out in 69 seconds. So, well, you figure if you uh, turn it over here, it's another short field for a touchdown. But... Um, might not get the ball back. Let's put it that way. DeForest. Now DeForest has got to just squeeze every uh, second they can. So Soton probably have every route be at minimum a seven-yard route to try and pick up this fourth down and six. Ball on the far hash mark. Vinny looking to throw to his right side. He's going to fire it deep down the middle of the field. He's got Cooksey at the 40-35, still pulling a defender down to the 31. A huge play and completion to the senior wide receiver, Chris Cooksey. Yeah, Derek Klein, number 10, back kind of punched his fist in his hand. Just How did he he get that one? The Vikings quickly back up to the line, 5.20 to go. 31-13, DeForest leads. Vinny will have two receivers to his left, single receiver to the right out of the pistol. Iverson a yard behind him. Shin high snap, pressure coming. Vinny trying to look to still throw, scrambles out. He's tripped up from behind, a loss of three on the play. Oh, and Vec, 45, got him. So Vec with another sack. He's got two of them here in this fourth quarter. After the sack, second down and 13 at the 34. Ball on the right hash mark or the far side of the field. Vinny, another high snap to him, able to pull it in. Again, has to scramble as he has pressure coming. Throws down. He's got Cooksey again, this time at the 25. So a nine-yard gain. Now they're picking up the pace here a little bit. Third and four. It'll be third down and four. Ball to 25, spotted on the near hash mark now. Two receivers to each side. Vinny wants to throw to the near side, and he fires for Johnson. That's incomplete. Carter Morris in there to get a hand in and force the incompletion. Fourth down and four now. 4.05 to go. Stoughton trailing 31-13. to 13. The Vikings still have two of their timeouts. They used one early in the third quarter. Now with the clock stopped, the Vikings able to look over to the sideline, take their time a little bit more. 
And the Vikings will choose to use a timeout with 4.05 left to go. Again, the Vikings trailing 31-13 to here on Zimbre Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. It's also brought to you by the GRB Academy, baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 square foot weight room. Personal lessons are available year-round with over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players. GRB led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. So, Dennis, I'm just going to take a wild guess here and say that the Stoughton Vikings here on fourth down probably going to try and draw something up to their big play receiver, Chris Cooksey, right? Yeah, either that or sorry, Shipper. Shipper's actually their go-to guy, but with all the coverage that he gets, Cooksey's the one who's been open the last well, few weeks. And I was going to say, I feel like Cooksey's just had the hot hand on this drive. Fourth down, four receiver set. Vinny rolls to his right. He's going to fire, and he's got a completion that's inside the 20 and good for a first down. And, Dennis, Chipper. you called it. It was Shipper. I don't know why I doubt you. You're the dean of area high school sports for a reason. But I, week in and week out, I keep questioning you, and I need to stop doing that. First down now at the 19, 3.50 to go. Vinny and the pistol deuces to the right and left. Vinny's going to lob one into the end zone, throws it up. Johnson comes down. Excuse me, that's Cooksey who comes down with it. Touchdown, Vikings. A 19-yard touchdown pass from the quarterback, Drew Vinny, to Chris Cooksey. You're right, though. Three three catches, 64 yards on that drive. Cooksey was the, the, the guy. But when they needed the fourth down, they went to Shipper and then come back. To Cooksey, that's a good pair. And Johnson, he they even scratch his potential right now. I mean, he's another big play guy. And then we've seen that uh, Richter has been a good go-to guy tonight too. So, like this passing attack for Stoughton, they just made too many mistakes too early tonight. Dug themselves a hole. Yeah, they had those fumbles, one of them being on a punt that was in the end zone, so they gave away a free, free seven points to the Norskis as the Vikings are going to go for two, trailing 31-19 to with 3.39 to go. Vinny in the pistol, two receivers to the left. Shipper comes into motion. Vinny looking, lobs it into the end zone. Johnson diving for it, and he catches it. The two-point conversion is good. 31-21 to now. Stoughton still trails, but with 3.39 to go, Maybe a little life still in the Vikings. We're going to take a quick 30-second timeout. 31-21, to 21, our score with 3.39 to go right here on ESPN Madison. 31-21, 3.39 to go. DeForest trying to hold on to this lead following a 19-yard touchdown pass to Chris Cooksey. DeForest anticipating an onside yeah. kick here. You know what's coming. they got 10 guys up here between the 45 and the 50. Ort, the only one back. He's standing back at his own 15. Quam to kick, and he'll go to the right side. It's a dribbler that is taken in by the Norskis at their own 46. 
So the Norskis now, they just got to try and get a couple of first downs, run the ball, stay inbounds with 3.37 to go, leading by 10. So it is still a two-possession game. Like the, the fight in the Vikings uh, coming down, moving down the field. Nine plays, 71 yards, 3.06 time of that drive. And the big play guy, three catches for 64 yards to Cooksey on that one. But then again, Shipper made the clutch catch, diving, mm-hmm. uh, sliding catch to get the first down and extend that drive. Mitchell in the pistol, receiver to each side, first and 10 at his own 46. And then it's a snap that gets away from him, and he'll just have to fall on it at his own 34. Covered by the Norskis. So not the direction the Norskis want to go. At least they hung on to the ball, and it does at least keep the clock running. But Stoughton's going to call a timeout. That's their last timeout now with 3.32 to go in the game. So, Dennis, do you like using the timeout here if you're Stoughton in this spot? I do. They're going to have to use it at some point. They want to be able to stop the clock and with a 12-yard loss on that play now. Should be uh, second and 22 at the 34, or they're going to mark it at 36, actually. Yep, so, so 36, 10-yard so, loss, second and 20 so now. So 20, uh, yeah, when you got that. And uh, force has got to be conservative. You don't want to be putting the ball in the air, stopping the clock. So you're going to try to run some plays. So they hope that they can hold a couple of run plays and then get a punt, come back, score. Another onside kick, though. And they have no timeouts left, like you said. Sometimes you like to have a couple there at the yeah. end, but if you got to use them early to burn uh, to make sure that uh, you're calling the right play or you're not getting a penalty because you got too many guys on the field or something like that, you know, you got to use them. But uh, right here, I think that's a good call. Keep as much time as possible on that clock. That's the last time they can stop it. 3.32 to go, 31-21 our score. DeForest trying to hang on against the Stoughton Vikings. It's a handoff to Carter up the middle. He's able to work his way ahead up to the 38. So he picks up two yards on second down. But more importantly for the DeForest fans, it keeps the clock or gets the clock moving now. And now you stay in the huddle as long as you can. Yep. And even when you get the fourth down, if you got to take a delay a game penalty to run to burn the clock, you'll do it. Just Time is the enemy for uh, for Stoughton. Even if, hypothetically, they don't get past, say, the 40 here as they're going from left to right, you're even okay with those five yards and giving them the extra? Yep, yep. just uh, time's the enemy. Time's their friend and the lack of it and the enemy for uh, Stoughton. So just want to milk the clock. 2.45 to go. It's another handoff to Carter, this time to the left side, and he's stopped after a pickup of only one. Can say the coach's advice was two hands hang mm-hmm. on to it, don't get it stripped. And here's where so it happened with the Badgers, the ball got knocked out. I still say what? that wasn't a fumble, it wasn't a fumble, upset. Dennis. He was and down. I was having a great night, and then you just got to remind <laughs> me of last Saturday. But that's, but that, but that's what Stoughton's got to yep. do is they're they've got to try. You're punching the ball, you're doing anything you can. Illegal, legal, whatever. <laughs> you just want the ball, but now they forced a punt. Two minutes now on the clock. No timeouts for Stoughton as they trailed by 10. And they brought the pressure, and it's able to get it away. Iverson takes this at his own 20 on the far side, makes a man miss. 25 makes another miss, and he's finally brought down at the 27. So able to get seven yards on the return, and there is a flag, though, as it looks like this is going to 
go against Stoughton and back them up as they had about three guys run into the punter. Yeah, about 36 yards on that punt. That was a good good kickoff, but with the pressure, it's coming back. So I think there's a conversation about whether or not DeForest wants to accept it. Because you do risk the chance of oh, getting blocked, know, right? Yeah, of, whether it's getting blocked or we've seen Bo Iverson make some great plays as a returner and he could potentially break one off and all of a sudden you're giving up yeah, six I'd points. De- I declined it here. Yeah. Head coach Aaron Mack is having a conversation, though, just trying yep. to make sure. I'll clarify with the coach. Yep. Uh, with the kicking. Five-yard running into the kicker. kicker. That penalty would be declined. Yeah, it's only so, a running, yep. so it's not a first down. It's only five yards. Then it would still be fourth and 12. So just yeah. take the take the yards and the time off the clock. A minute 49 to go. First and 10 at their own 28 for Drew, Vinny, and the Stoughton Vikings trailing 31-21. to 21. No timeouts left. We're just waiting for the officials to make sure that they're set. Ball is close to the far right hash mark. Going right to left is Vinny in the offense. Four receivers yeah, set, two to each two. side. Chest high snap to Vinny. He's looking to his right. He's going to rainbow a pass deep down the far sideline for Cooksey. And it's too far over his head. Incomplete on first down. It was a great job on coverage that time. That was uh, number 10, Derek Klein. Never let Cooksey get behind him. That's always the number one job of a safety. You just whatever Keep you do, just don't front. let somebody get behind you. Keep them in front. Quickly back up to the line is Stoughton. They'll keep that same four receiver set. They need to throw. He's got pressure. Has to roll out to his right. Now he throws on the run. He's got Cooksey at the 40, and he's out of bounds. Has enough for the first down, a pickup of 12 out to the 40. And that does also stop the clock since he got out of bounds. And it comes to the DeForest Norski's second key to the game, tackle well in space. And that time they did, just had to get the tackle and push him out of bounds. Yep. 136 now. So Stoughton able to, again, take their time since the clock is stopped and look over to the right sideline to get the play. Vinny has it now, puts his mouth guard in with his left hand as he straddles his own 35 with a first and 10. Ball's at the 40. Now he's going to throw. Rolls to the right again. Pump fakes. Throws it, and it's knocked away. Incomplete. But the defender got there a little early. Early. Is that number eight? Looks like Parker Regala. So Parker Regala will get called for what looks like it'll be a pass interference penalty. With the officials just making sure that they did see what they thought they saw. It is a penalty on DeForest, so they're giving some free yards to the Stoughton Vikings with 1.30 to go. Trailing by 10, and it'll be a first down for Stoughton after the 15-yard penalty. It's a first and 10 at the 45. Hey, make this closer than uh, than it was earlier. Hey, this game's not over yet. We've got a couple of boys that can on the happen. 45. Vinny looks to throw. He dumps it off to Iverson to his left. Iverson cuts up field, able to pick up a couple. And the clock keeps running as we're down to a minute 20 now. Stoughton quickly trying to get back up to the line. Two receivers to each side of the formation. Vinny in the pistol. Iverson a yard behind him. Vinny looking to throw. Just trying to buy time to his right. Lobs a pass up deep down the field. Jump ball for Johnson. And that's incomplete. 
It does stop the clock. To so make it now a third down and seven. I heard the PA announcer say second and seven, and I had to pause and think about it for a second. I was like, wait, no. We had the the one play, the incompletion, the one play, so just needed to make sure I was remembering that correctly. A minute four to go. Vinny will again have two receivers to each side. A high snap that Vinny has to pull in. Now he steps up in the pocket. He's going to throw over the middle, and that's incomplete. Fourth down and seven. A minute to go. I think he had, was it, uh, who was out there? LaShawn Brown, number 11. Uh Uh-oh. There's a Drew Vinny is down on the turf. He took his helmet off right away, so while they – Attend to Drew Vinny, and we wait for this fourth down and seven. We're going to step aside and take a 60-second break as you are listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison and watching for free on ESPN Milwaukee's YouTube channel. DeForest is on top of the Stoughton Vikings with 59 seconds left to go. Drew Vinny, on the last play, he was stepping up into the pocket, Dennis, and he just tried to jump while he threw the ball, and we think he maybe don't want to speculate too much, but I think he just kind of landed awkwardly and then went down on that play. Left shoe was off, yeah. Yeah, so he's being helped up now, which is a great sign. And he doesn't have anybody that he's having to lean on while he walks off the sideline to the sideline. But line. he is out for this play, yep. fourth down play. And the, see the backup quarterback. And this will be the backup, Casey Quam. Quam. He yeah. also plays defensive back, the 6'3", 190-pound junior quarterback. So he's got some good athleticism. We've seen him on a couple of coverage. He was times. in. A, he was in offense on a. He had an incomplete pass earlier. Fourth down and seven. Here's the ball game for the Stoughton Vikings. Two receivers to each side of the formation for Quam. Quam gets the snap, drops back, looking. Now he's got a roll to his right. Fires it deep down the field, and that is going to be caught, but out of bounds, incomplete. So it's a turnover on downs with 51 seconds to go. The DeForest Norskis are going to come away with the 31-21 victory. So, Dennis, the DeForest Norskis now, they're going to move to 2-3 and three on the year after they just kneel the ball down one time. And... You know, sitting at two and three and two and one in the Badger Small Conference, you know, you already have that loss to Mount Horeb. But we see Mitchell kneel the ball down. You know, this this yeah, the Forest team, they're shaping up to turn into a dangerous team if they can just string a couple more wins together here and get themselves into postseason. That'll be a play. good game with MG next week. MG's mm-hmm. got a pretty good offense. And then Fort Atkinson, Sun Prairie East, not as strong as they have been in the past, but they're still a formidable team. And then they end up at Sauk Prairie Week 9. So got a potential here to run the table and finish uh, 
six and three and with a chance for uh, at least a home game in the first round. So they take a knee, and that is the ball yep. game. So congrats to the Norskis in front of a loyal and loud fan base yes. tonight. Very good. The DeForest Norskis come away with the victory, 31-21 to 21 over their rivals, the Stoughton Vikings. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will have the Stoughton Trailers final haul with the Dean Dennis Sumrau. As you're listening to Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison and ESPN Milwaukee's YouTube. Thirty-one to twenty-one, our final score. The DeForest Norskis coming away with the home victory over their rivals, the Stoughton Vikings. As it is now the Stoughton Trailers final haul here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits, plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers, with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to stojobs.com to apply today on behalf of stoughton trailers best of luck to all the participants in today's game stoughton trailers big trailers big opportunity so dennis we talked a little bit about the norskis of deforest and the momentum that this game could bring but now i want to talk about the stoughton vikings here on the stoughton trailers final haul they've had this back and forth season of losing in week one to oregon then they win uh, against wisconsin rapids they lose to monona grove last week they beat fort atkinson and now they lose today to the DeForest Norskis, you know, how do they try and get some momentum going and string together some wing, some wins? And you know, what did you see out of this team today? Well, they have to shore the defense up a little bit. They've been struggling. Uh, they were giving up uh, coming in uh, defensively. They were giving up uh, 231 yards rushing. Uh, they, they actually Stone played pretty good defense the second half. You look at it, it was 24 to six at half. DeForest got the one touchdown in the uh, fourth quarter. And that was off of a short drive. What they, uh, how many plays do they have to go on that one? Um, that was a very short uh, four-play, uh, 49 yard. That was the Bo Iverson. That was a Stoughton one. Yeah. Yeah. The Bo Stoughton, Iverson Stoughton run. run. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say uh, for DeForest, uh, uh, just it just had one uh, touchdown drive in the second half, and that was in the fourth quarter. And uh, I don't know. Um, Stone, it is kind of an enigma. I mean, they've got to show up the defense. They've got a great passing game. Cooksey has really emerged this year as a great receiver. Mm-hmm. Shipper's a playmaker. They haven't really tapped into Jay Johnson, what he can do. Richter did a good job. They need Cole Sarbacher back. He's kind of the heart and soul. Starting outside linebacker, he's a starting running back. He's missed his third game because he had a broken hand. Uh, hopefully they'll get him back next week. I think he's kind of the X factor there. You know, they talk about the next man in, but when when you got guys playing both ways, you know you're talking not next man, you're yeah. talking next men in, and and do you have somebody really that can step in that's ready for that? So, I think uh, yeah, I really like what Stone has done. Um, you know, they they came back, they made it a game here, and they tried an onside kick. You know, you you don't want to get a running clock when it was twenty four to six in the first half. I'm thinking, all right, this has got some potential for a blowout, but they got a pick in the end zone, mm-hmm. stopped a drive there. 
And then uh, second half, DeForest three and out, and then uh, they got uh, it was an interception, and then another three and out. So uh, and then here we go, another uh, another punt here to open up in the fourth quarter, and then uh, then it was the uh, after the the punt the great punt return. It was just a two play drive. It was uh, 12 yards that uh, DeForest had to go for. That was their only offense, really, in the second half, if you think about it. So it's one of these. We saw that last week with Middleton and Verona. You can't give a good team a three-touchdown yeah. lead. And last week it was 21 nothing. Verona ended up winning 28-21 here today. It was an 18-point lead in the first half, and it was just too much. Again, our final score, 31-21, to the DeForest Norskis taking down the Stoughton Vikings. Now, on the other side for this DeForest squad, you know, they got out to that great lead early on. Like you said, we thought that this was going to be a runaway game at one point when they had that 24-6 to uh, lead. But, you know, next week they go on the road and they've got to go to Monona Grove. That's not an easy game for them to try and get a third straight win. No, this kind of reminds me of watching the Packers, watching DeForest tonight. How many times did Rodgers have great first halves, mm-hmm. and they somehow just did not do much in the second half? They took the pedal, the foot off the pedal. You got your foot on their throat. You got to close the door. In the first half, uh, Max Mitchell was outstanding, 12 of 14. He had one interception, 161 yards. He was two for seven in the second half for two total yards passing. That's all they got. Wow. And that one touchdown again was after that, uh, after some uh, great the back-to-back sacks on defense, and then you had a, a punt that went 36 yards, but you returned it uh, 30 yards back to the 12, and all of a sudden you're like, oh wow! I mean, Stoughton's been playing well on defense. Now you just let them start in your red zone, and most teams you give them a couple of plays, they can finish that off. So. Uh, yeah, that uh, Stoughton, I, I think DeForest has got to get that little killer instinct, and Coach Mack will talk about that. He said coming in, the keys were to stop the run. They did a pretty good job there, tackle well in space and be more physical. I thought they were in the first half, but I thought in the second half, Stoughton took over the line of scrimmage. And Stoughton at least was able to get back into the game again, losing to the DeForest Norskis 31-21. to I'm Hunter Vaughn. I've been here in the booth with the dean of area high school sports, Dennis Summerow, as this is Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. Next week, we've got Columbus and Edgewood on the schedule. That'll be a game at Edgewood at, over at Brees Stevens Field. So a nice short walk over from the <laughs> office for you <laughs> and the hall monitor, Jesse Nelson. And want to say thank you to our video producer, Primetime Ryan Wollersheim running the video for us today in DeForest, as well as then back at the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios with Riley Yauk, who will be taking over here to get some final scores from around the area, as well as Colin Russo running the board tonight. And by the way, you can hear Colin Russo along with Brad Nortman and Chris Orr tomorrow morning starting at 9 a.m. for ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. I hear, Dennis, that's a pretty well-produced show, by the way. yeah, Yeah, we have to figure out though how he, the, the lion tamer or the uh he's got you got R and you got Norman going at each other and there Colin's got to try to keep you know, really it's, uh, it's, I'll tell you I love the enthusiasm I, yeah. I got to hear the post game and usually when they start the pregame I'm already in the press box working but mm-hmm. a lot of enthusiasm a lot of energy I think we got a good crew pre and post game so tune in you know Colin will be bringing the energy oh, uh, tomorrow morning get you, you a nice
and awake as the Badgers take on Georgia Southern. Again, 31-21, to our final score here at DMB Community Bank Stadium. DeForest taking down their rivals, the Stoughton Vikings, here on Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbra Conda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbra Conda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbra Honda Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. We're going to send it back to the Everlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios where Riley Yauk will get you the final scores from around the area. This has been Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison and on ESPN Milwaukee on YouTube. Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Manias. It is time to wrap things up here tonight as let's run through the finals from around the area. Starting in the Badger Large as Beaver Dam knocks off my Milton Redhawks. Very sad. But Milton kept it close. They love keeping games close. Beaver Dam wins by a final of 20-12. to 12. In the battle for Sun Prairie, not very close at all. East demolishes West, 40-7. to 7. And then talking about demolishing, the number four ranked Wanakee Warriors went into Watertown and laid a whooping, winning 69-7. to 7. Youch! Moving on to the Badgers small as I did find a final... Portage defeated Fort Atkinson by a score of 28-10. to Mount Hora Barneveld knocked off the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. Furious comeback by the Silver Eagles. Not quite enough. They lose 44-32. to You heard DeForest versus Stoughton right here on 100.5 ESPN. DeForest wins that one 31-21. And in the Badger crossover, Sauk Prairie scores 34 unanswered points against the Oregon Panthers, winning 34 to seven. In the Big Eight, you heard all of these already. They played all of their games yesterday for some reason, but some Thursday night action, Thursday night finals for you. Verona, the Wildcats defeat the Parker Vikings by a score of 20 to 17. Craig Cougars take care of business against Madison LaFollette, 40 to nothing. Love a good shutout. And in the battle between East and West Madison, the West Regents take care of business, 43 216. And then Middleton Cardinals, they defeat the Madison Memorial Spartans. You heard that also here on 100.5 ESPN last night by a score of 31 to 20. In the Capital Conference, the number one ranked Columbus Cardinals defeat the Beloit Turner Trojans 53 to 0. Not very close there. He's talking about not very close as well. Lake Mills, no struggles there. They win 48 to 0 over Bigfoot tonight. And lots of shutouts in the Capital Conference this evening. Number three ranked Lodi defeats Madison Edgewood 24 to nothing. And one more shutout for good measure. Lakeside Lutheran over New Glarus Monticello. I had that wrong at half. They win 28 to 0. In the Eastern Suburban Conference, Cambridge, the Blue Jays. Found a final for you there, 48-20 to 20 over the Dodgeland Trojans. And number six ranked Marshall, the Cardinals, do their job. They knock off the undefeated Waterloo Pirates, 59-38. to 38. That game took a really long time, just ended a few minutes ago. <laughs> and finally, in the Rock Valley Conference, you have the Monroe Cheesemakers defending Division Three state champs. They defeat the Jefferson Eagles, 27-10. to 10. 
And last but certainly not least, the McFarland Spartans improved to two and three on the year, beating the Delavandarian Comets thirty-five to nineteen. And just one, one extra game for you, little little extra bonus on the docket in case you're worried about the top ten in the AP poll. The number three ranked Maguanago Indians fall to the fifth ranked Muskego Warriors by a score of thirty-one to. 21. That will do it here in the Everlight Solar Studio in Madison. It has been a great night of football. Lots of shutouts, lots of fun, lots of back and forth action. I've had a great time looking it all up for you. Hopefully, these updates make someone out there happy or, you know, at least make a rival miserable. Something along those lines. Who cares? But, anyways. That, that'll do it for us. For our audio and video producers, Colin Russo here in the Everlight Solar Studio with me, Ryan Wollersheim, out in the forest with our play-by-play man, Hunter Vaughn, and the dean of area high school sports, Dennis Semrau. I am Riley Yauk. You have been listening to Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania.